What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast. I just a quick message for you before you listen to this show is that uh, this is not any ordinary Serious Angler show. As mentioned in the title, it's a not-so-serious episode, so this is explicit. This does have more swearing, uh, some more, I would say, inappropriate conversations. It's a bunch of friends getting together, talking about a bunch of different topics, but we do get into later in the show you know we talk a lot of stories throughout it and uh not all of it obviously is bad but there are some parts that are you know inappropriate so you have younger kids just kind of giving you a fair warning of maybe this isn't the greatest thing to talk about or listen to in front of your kids so just uh just putting it out there trying to be respectful of that and uh, later in the episode we do get into some good uh some good topics talking about gambling and, and fishing and uh, you know legends exemption stuff like that so I'm just giving you a heads up but uh, without further ado today's episode thank you guys for listening everybody welcome back to another serious angler podcast or should i say not so serious angler podcast tonight as always i'm your host bailey Eigenbrett, and joined with me is my festive co-host here mr adam deacon oh <laughs> the, the we had the drinks up and you're still <laughs> incredible you can't you can't love it I, i'm just oh lights see that it's got a llama on there it's incredible I think Seth Fighter needs to imprint his brand onto that ugly sweater. Right? Like, that's what I have to think about. My girlfriend found this at a uh, thrift store. It doesn't, it's like a little tight, honestly. Like, it's probably for her, but I found it and was like, yeah, this is going to go. It's going to go on today. <laughs> Wait, okay. Totally random. And this might be a really stupid question, but like, knowing me, it probably is. What is the difference between an alpaca and a llama? I think that's a John King question, uh, truthfully. But um, I, the one thing I know is that alpacas like like to spit. So I don't know if a llama will spit on I feel you. Like but they both the spit. alpaca will definitely spit. An alpaca they use that they it's like the wool, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Whereas they both a llama, have. A llama yeah. might have wool too. <laughs> we did warn people it was a fishing non-fishing and whatever the hell happens tonight we we're, we apologize if you have any any kids watching this show uh just fair warning <laughs> but either way we got a, a bunch of our buddies coming up on the show guys that uh have stuck with us since since the beginning some guys that we've met you know just this past year some some past few months ago and uh, have become good friends of ours people that have hel- helped us out big time uh through the course of this show so we're excited to uh, let loose and have ourselves a not so serious episode that which I think Andy has been a long time. A jolly good time. <laughs> Ever since Andy explored that he could put the mic up to his phone and it'll like make his voice sound more like <laughs> wow. You know, no. <laughs> it's, it's not that at all. It was the one night we were testing out your new mic setup and you're just like how does this sound, Andy? 
That's yeah, and everyone listening with headphones on has now like lost their hearing from you doing that. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have much to uh, intro for folks tonight because I think we should start introducing our friends here and uh, get rolling with tonight's show because we have a lot of fun topics to talk about. And I'm sure it's just honestly going to be a shit show, which I'm very excited for. I'm scared of all the questions coming our way. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. Funny, for you. Why did you start that? Gosh dang it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think without further ado, we need to do introduce our, our narwhal friend here who is currently chugging a glass of who knows what. Mr. John King. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> hey, everybody. It's oh, good no. to be here. Look, I got, I got my eyes and my horn. Can you see it? <laughs> Don't stroke in my eyes. <laughs> I've just oh, been hanging out on my iceberg all day long, oh, waiting God. for a little penguins to go by. Oh my gosh! Jesus Christ! It's already started oh. horrible now. <laughs> hey, on that note, I'll I'll catch you guys. Andy's <laughs> <laughs> out. Andy's made his exit. <laughs> I'm making a costume today. <laughs> I wake up and I get a text message at 7.30 in the morning with a selfie from John wearing that exact outfit. Saying, making my outfit for tonight. And I thought he was joking until I opened up StreamYard tonight and he's, there he is, he's still wearing it. Did, you, did that come off today or did you wear that from start to finish? Uh, I just put it on. <laughs> I don't know how long I can take the narwhal voice. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) I'll stop. No, I just put it on today. today. (laughs) There he is. My wife didn't know what the hell I was doing. I bet not. No. How many, uh, like, doorways, like the tops of doorways, did you bang it off of and lose the top of your hat? Or should I say horn? uh, I I took out some Christmas tree lights. a couple Christmas cards just walking around and stuff like that. But that's good not stuff. Not too many. Not too many. I'm excited for tonight. It's going to be a great Christmas episode. It's going to be a banger. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we're going to really excited for John's segment coming up Ooh, here tonight's show. I did, you yeah, I, I have some special questions for Andy. I'm going to put him in a little scenario and ask him some questions. Why has it always got to be me? Because that's. You're the captain. That's who you are. Come up with funny things. Yeah. El Capitan. Sink the boat. Just sink the boat. (laughs) Well, I think with that being said, uh, before we really let loose, we need to keep introducing folks here. And uh, one of the folks, yeah, one of the guys who's been around uh, for the longest of time, and I feel bad that he hasn't been on in quite a while. Actually, this could call you know really be for a few guys tonight, but. Uh, a buddy who's really helped me out in starting this thing, growing this platform, because his own show is very successful. Uh, a good friend of ours, and one we always enjoy talking to, Mr. Andrew Hayes from the Tackle Talk podcast, who Yo, uh, I will say is not very festive tonight. I know. Hey, I I got here, right? I got here after work, and I just hopped on. So <laughs> Plain Jane. didn't have time to go to uh, 
wherever you guys went, Halloween Express and grab your shit. Holiday <laughs> Holiday Express, all right? Get it right. <laughs> yeah, that moves into Whatever. the strip mall after <laughs> yeah, Halloween Express leaves. November 1st, okay? Yeah, exactly. Or I guess I could have just done what John did. I could have gone to the bathroom and taped some something in my head. But... <laughs> I didn't realize that was an option. <laughs> Anything goes tonight, boys. Anything goes. <laughs> also, how does a narwhal have a vexus? <laughs> Even the captain doesn't have a vexus. <laughs> right. Uh, lottery ticket. Lottery, lottery ticket. Lottery. Lottery. Yeah. Nice. Great yeah, investment nice. strategy. I've been I've been doing that for a couple of years as well. <laughs> Wait, is it is it the narwhal from the land of misfits? Is that where the vexus belongs? Yeah, because it's tin and people hate on it. Well, mine, mine's tin and people hate on it. But no, Vexus is cool. I named my boat. Um, actually, all Vexus owners have to name their boats. And mine is after one of my favorite actresses. Uh, mine's um, Alexis Vexus. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen any of her work. But yeah, Alexis Vexus is the name of my boat. Oh, God. I should have made my boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god please tell me you have to do like the thing they do on sailboats where you have it like tattooed on the boat's back somewhere right like you have to have that written on there yeah i i have a few things tattooed on the back but not well, okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just lob that one up for you <laughs> hey oh you know why because nobody 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 does it better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what the best part about the whole Norwal horn is? Every time he slightly moves, it blocks the light and takes the glare away. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, how long has this show been? How long is, have you been doing Serious Angler? Forever. Uh, Forever. Almost two and a half years. All right. It's been a great two and a half years. It's going to yeah. end tonight. <laughs> That's it. We tried yeah. to take precautionary measures, but I don't yeah. think we had a, enough, <laughs> enough boundaries. I was going down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, let, better. Let's, let's keep the introduction coming. is canceled. <laughs> he's been one of our biggest fans always texts us out, like off and on about shows and guests and then he's the one that gets us canceled <laughs> full circle i brought you into this world i'm gonna take you out <laughs> yeah, exactly. well let's uh let's keep the introductions rolling here with a guy who i like andrew uh andrew hayes uh has been around for a long time and uh, been a buddy of mine been a traveling partner and look forward to traveling with him a bunch next year our uh, probably our most southern folk here, Mister uh, Mister Zach Hall. What's going on, bro? Not much. How y'all? <laughs> what are you hiding it your drink is. for? What are you sipping? I just want to be presentable. Oh yeah, that presentable. <laughs> I don't have a sausage in my head or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to address appropriate what I think is appropriate. I guess. There you go. I got Afco on though. I shouldn't be mm. wearing that on this past podcast, should I? Yeah. You're fine, man. <laughs> dude, I went through like vintage hats and I found an Abu one. And then I've got oh, a dude, Team Daiwa. And then I have a Shimano one I can't reach over there. But uh, I found some sweet old hats. Heck yeah. That Team Daiwa one's pretty sharp. I did. I got a couple of these. Selling them on eBay. I'm just kidding. 
I'm keeping them. So. Yeah. Camping. Anyways. People still use that crap? People still use eBay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially for doors. Like, what? <laughs> a great Actually, I shouldn't say that because we got we got our, our friend Mr. Bateman down there who's probably like, you don't use eBay? Oh, there's all <laughs> kinds of good things. Yeah. I, I get all my... I get all my lures from Craigslist Misconnections. That's where I find all my stuff. Well, Zach, dude, I, I know you made the uh, a move that you were pretty pretty pumped about. You moved back home to uh, the great state of Louisiana. Uh, since you oh, moved, yeah. how how think? Oh, also, since you've been on this show last, congrats on uh, adding another member to the family. So oh, I appreciate it, yeah, Mr. Zach Hall. Got another little boy. He's five months old now. Congrats. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. How's it? How's it being back in Louisiana? Much better than Michigan. Oh my God, the weather is awesome. It was what low eighties, uh, high seventies all last week. We've got like three or four days where it's in the fifties. You know, it's getting really cold down here. Next week it's going to be back up in the high seventies, low eighties. Mm. So very warm little Christmas, New Year. Yeah, nobody feels bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about Louisiana. It's a roller coaster with the weather, but you're not stuck in snow and ice for two or three months on end. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. We don't have any Ever. ice right now, so. That's, that's good. I don't think anyone in here has ice. I don't think. Yeah, not anything, anything you can get. Yeah. Nah, it's all like skim ice every morning, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep the introductions rolling. We got another buddy of, our, of ours down below. We got two more people to introduce tonight. And uh, one that's very anxious to get in, so we'll uh, we'll keep him waiting. We're going to keep him waiting until last time. <laughs> that was sweet. Yeah, anyway. I was confused. I thought there was a fish on there as well. Yeah. <laughs> and we will introduce our buddy, Mr. Uh, Mr. Kevin Baxter. Baxter the bait man. What's going on, sir? Oh, man. Uh, I just woke up, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> what an introduction <laughs> yeah I, I work midnight so uh yeah i'm here uh that was an ugly sweater party so i wore the ugliest thing i had so yeah. <laughs> i thought cute. you were a tennessee fan oh i am i just sometimes not very proud of it <laughs> it happens born into it and, and uh yeah so i try to catch the last of the first doubleheader Monday night football. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. So I'm just getting woke up. So y'all get this thing rowdy for me. Oh, I, I think it's already starting to get rowdy, but, uh, Deacon, what were you going to say? No, nothing. Go ahead. Since I got a question. Uh, since, since you're getting ready, since you're just waking up, do you kind of look like this? In <laughs> no, I was, uh, it's a little bit more like this when I woke up. <laughs> Doesn't have an angle. Yeah, it's, it's not leaning, bud. No 45s on this boat, right? <laughs> yeah. I heard that was healthy, though. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has a little angle, right? It's not quite that big either, just FYI. Zach, I don't know what they told you in Louisiana, but that ain't healthy. <laughs> I will but, go back uh, to the doctor. I'll get a second opinion. Anyways, th- thanks thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, buddy. It's been a long time. We can stir some poop up, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. Real quick, though, how is everything on the home range around you? Yeah, man. So, uh, 
Oh, I got a brain freeze is bad. Uh, so anyway, yeah, if you didn't know, my my little area here, Western Kentucky, was you know smoked by a nader, and uh, uh, just down the road is Mayfield, and that's where a huge amount of the damage was. But we got a lot of stuff here on Kentucky Lake that's just it's just as bad. Uh, so the tornado is about a quarter mile from my house, and uh, it's getting better. People are getting power. Uh, it's really crazy the amount of support uh, nationally and locally everyone's had for each other. Uh, I don't mean this bad, but it sucks that it takes a natural disaster like this to bring people together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's nice to see that. It could have been way worse because my town was like, they're basically saying Benton is going to be a direct hit, like it's going to happen just like Mayfield in it. Uh, tornado just pushed a little bit north and basically went outside the city limits. Uh, still wasn't good, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, I was there without power and cell service for a long time and no internet, so I just got that back up. So, I mean, I've kind of been a ghost for the past month and a half on social media or whatnot, but uh, I'm getting back into it. So, um, glad to be able to stream with you guys. I'll just put it that way. We're, we're glad you're yeah, back. Yeah. Good to have you. Yep. Yeah, I'd hate to have to pick all these yep. damn crankbaits up out of trees. It'd be really bad. I mean, I oh cast them God. in the trees, but <laughs> this would be way worse. Yeah, we were worried about you that night. We was happy to see you make it through that just fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a grown man, but uh, it's, it's a lot different when you get a tornado warning. We've had them all the time, and, you know, nothing really ever happens. But if you're watching uh, the live like local news and stuff the way the broadcasters the, the meteorologists are reporting you knew it was like hey this is it's going to hit the fan these guys had like they were scared in their voices and stuff so it kind of worried me i, I told my wife i was like man I've, I've never seen our local guy torn up like this and uh it was you know we had about an hour warning so there was really most people even though people did take cover and everything everyone had ample time but we never knew it would be like this. So, you know, very blessed. Uh, and uh, makes you really think about things. So, hey, little things like joining into a podcast and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a big deal now, you know. So, anyway, yeah. oh. don't want to get too oh, sappy. Yeah. we got to get the holiday spirit going. So, we're going to still have yeah, Christmas amen around. Yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. That's why, uh, you know, we call ourselves serious anglers here. But tonight we're going to kick back, relax, have a damn good time, and uh, <laughs> enjoy the good things in life. You don't have to be serious all the time. I'm but, just uh, I'm just glad that uh, Zach and Andrew are, are on here. Uh, know those guys from a little Instagram messaging. There's some funny <laughs> some bitches. So, uh. <laughs> oh yeah, the group the group gets interesting. Always. R.I.P. Steve Mui. I'll remember to get Forrest. I can't believe you can't what get Steve in here. Yeah, he's where's a... Steve at? Oh, I, uh, I can send him a, a text here and get him on, but he's probably he's probably be searching tackle warehouse for some bait that's been around for 15 years. <laughs> just, probably, to catch, just to catch 12 yeah. inch Florida bass. Man's jelly worms. <laughs> he's probably secretly watching, but if you text him, he'll be like, "No, I'm too busy." <laughs> yeah, exactly. fuck you guys. <laughs> actually, uh, isn't he going on a guide trip with Bogo this week? Oh, he's, he's, he's actually oh, driving yeah. home yeah. to Illinois to spend Christmas with his family and the the wifey's family, I believe. 
He was texting me earlier. It was way to Florida. That's yeah. a trip. Yeah, he said he, he drove married? through like the Lake Barkley area, and he said it was just horrible. Steve's yeah. married. No, he, he, didn't got married. he didn't even message well, me. Girlfriend, long, long term, long term girlfriend. That oh, qualifies as a wife. He yeah, went, went, long pro- he went yeah. right Probably by me. Hurt. Didn't even message me. What a jerk! Yeah, <laughs> I'm really pissed. All right, know. real, real fast, real fast. I got to introduce our last person of the night before he he thinks we forgot him. <laughs> Saying a little helper. Yeah, uh, yeah, we forgot Santa's little helper tonight, so we might as well introduce him. He's been a good buddy of ours for the past few months since uh, we met at the uh, St. Lawrence Open. And uh, since then, I think he's been to Buffalo, Andy, what, like 300 times? Yeah, no joke. Yeah, but, I get to uh, see him you... again in like another week. I'm, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> so nice. I love Joe. Yeah, he's a good dude. Mr. Joe LaBarba, Santa's little helper. What's going on, buddy? Not that they can that. see you. Looking He's like been a doing that down the past thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting. <laughs> That's a cool shirt. That awesome. Big bass dreams. You can leave. Joe. You can leave the optic nerve on. It's fine. I, no, no, I can't see. I just silly. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't see. Like a hardcore stoner right now. Doing I'm the pot doors, dude. Like, Yo, bro. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, he dropped the headphones. You can't hear us. <laughs> and uh, that's all for Joe tonight, folks. We'll uh, talk to yeah. him later. <laughs> Great seeing you. Great seeing you, yeah. Sam. Sam's little helper. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think as as Bateman said, uh, trying to uh, get the Christmas spirits up, we will uh, start. To, we're going to go around the horn here and kind of talk about. Uh, that's funny. I said around the horn, and John King actually has a horn on tonight. Um, but we're going to talk. About, <laughs> that's not a horn. Talk, <laughs> it's more like around the porn. <laughs> Good God. That Alexis that. Texas reference was freaking <laughs> spot on. I was, I was, I was about dying to say. backstage. Dying. Did, like, did you actually steal that from her? Uh, her I created No, I created it myself. Uh, <laughs> he's an artist. Yeah, I, was, I was hoping Hayes, though, would go all like wedding crashers, like lower back tattoo, might as well be a bullseye kind of reference. Like, <laughs> hey, I've been trying for a good solid six months to get Bradder's Bass and hashtag to go, but it won't work. <laughs> good gosh. Oh, this man. So well, well uh, I think, I think joking. Well, I mean, not joking aside, but uh, in a, in a lighter note. Aside. So can, but uh, no, joking joking is welcomed. But I would like to go around the room here and kind of talk about the uh, first thing that comes to mind, like your highlight of 2021, looking back on the year. And uh, we'll start with uh, Sansa's little helper down there and kind of dive into what your your highlight of 2021 was. Uh, I mean, I, I would just have to say it was catching 40 pounds at the open at the St. Lawrence. I mean, you guys, if you haven't heard the story, like, one it's great freaking story. You need like 15 minutes. Splash, splash, about, taking though. a bath. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. It, it's, it was awesome, though, because it was, it made my year. It was a culmination of weeks and weeks of hard work like every weekend like barely sleeping so i could get back up to the st lawrence for two days and then falling in the lake and feeling like it was all gonna go away and then it all like managed to like slowly come together during the derb and i don't know yeah i 
I, I guess that was it if I'm thinking about on the water stuff, but I had some awesome stuff happen off the water too. So that was just the first thing that comes to mind. All right. All right, Baxter, take us, take us away. Well, I don't get to fish as much as you gentlemen. Uh, obviously, that's why I got all these damn baits back here. No fish pictures, but <laughs> I did. It resonates uh, with the name. Yeah, I'm just, just trying to live it up for IG. Uh, but uh, I guess on the water, uh, being part of that uh, whack fest with Six Sense Fishing uh, last February or this past February, that was just an unreal week. I mean, that I haven't seen anything that really that's not a professional touring event or whatever. I'm definitely not pros. I guess Milliken, he's kind of a pro YouTube, but that, that was insane. Lots of hype on that. And then, uh, I guess the other highlight would be getting, uh, getting a shout out there on low budget live by Luke Duncan. You know, that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, Yowzer. I don't really know if that was cool, but, uh, that was an interesting few days. Um, uh, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, year was good. I didn't get to fish and stream as much as I wanted to, so we'll, we'll fix that next year. Always next year. In the yeah, wise words of my father, shit happens. Yeah, true Vol statement. There is always next year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every like, like 99% of schools except for Alabama have that statement. But, uh, John, you want to you wanna go next, Mr. Narwhal? Sure. Uh, I guess the highlight was I bought a boat this year. So I went from uh, always being someone's little bitch to finally being able to uh, drive a boat and uh, figure it out. I never was a boater, so I had no idea what I was doing. Um, that was pretty awesome. And then also, uh, it was pretty cool making the uh, championship trophy for the NPFL because, uh, yeah, they didn't fucking have a championship. So... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Oh. <laughs> Silent hey, I will say, King. I, glad, I got I, that I glad I got that recognition, and uh, also glad that they got rid of their shitty ass social media person because they were terrible. Terrible. I guess we are calling people. Out. T- tell us how you really feel about it, John. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> hey, I will say, I will say, although the trophy did not get to be awarded, John, you do a <laughs> hell of a job making those damn things, dude. Thanks. Those things, I'm, uh, no joking, yeah. like no joke. Those are things are badass. I love Thanks. to have that on my trophy case. So to end that, there's a reason this is beer and not sweet tea. Yeah, Whoa. <laughs> you get you get that recognition. Whoa. It's oh. probably gonna take me like thirty minutes, but I'll come back. Yeah, Bailey's not quick. Bailey doesn't pick up that humor very fast. Like mm-hmm. you gotta really spell it out easy for him. He's like a second grader. <laughs> he spells me wrong. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh Lord. Alright, question here. Who spells homie with an I E or a Y? I E. I E I E. I E. Alright, Andy, it's your I'm so confused. Our deacon's in charge. I wish we could oh, get Andy Dick Duck in place here. Now. What do I do with my hands? He'd have to wear like a voice recorder. 
Yeah, it's just like a static yeah. picture. Oh, like, like on the 60 video. minutes where they put him like yeah. in the black screen and you see the background. His voice uh, is all low. My name yeah. is Dick Duckett. I'm here to tell you about <laughs> bad the last time I watched an MLF event. I watched. All right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, Andy, Andy Hayes, take it away, buddy. Uh, what is it? What's the question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Y'all have gone on like ten tangents. I can't remember what you asked. Yeah, Mom, bro. Uh, your highlight of twenty twenty one. Highlight of twenty twenty one. Around here, so it's, yeah. So it's well, yeah. Besides this, it's uh, it's gonna sound super lame after somebody hanging up 40 pounds but uh around here we have just super tiny terrible fish and me and my buddy caught a 23 pound bag which around here on public water is pretty darn good so on a lake that its average fish is probably like a pound and a half we put five together for 23 in the kayaks and it was just like one of those i don't know 30 minute windows that you just dream about where they're all stacked where they should be they're on a ledge from like you know five foot dropping down to like 20 and you're just throwing like a one ounce football jig on that five foot and just letting it fall and then halfway down just getting donked and we were sitting in the kayaks and it was a good old time so i'd say it was probably most memorable fishing memory i guess of this year or breaking my hey, musky. Oh. that was a lot of fun yeah it's good Dude, stuff that uh, that wade fishing you do is is pretty gnarly Dude, yeah, so that's what sucks is, like, you don't catch a lot of big fish doing that. But, yeah, around here, if you want to catch a bunch of fish, we're in farm country. So you literally just put on, like, an old pair of shorts and a pair of shoes, and you just get in wherever you find water and start walking. And, you know, you walk two, three miles back in someone's farmland, and there's smallmouth back there that have never seen a lure in 10 years. And so it's a ton of fun. You just go back there and smack fish. But you got to be, like, super stealthy, and it's – uh. It's a whole lot of fun, but it's a whole different type of fishing. We get in places that most people would like drive over and probably call like a drainage ditch. And there's, you know, 15, 16, 17 inch smallmouth back there. And they fight like crazy, I'm sure. Oh, dude, it's fun. Yeah, we go back with like ultralight rods and stuff like that and just play around with them. It's a blast. Yeah, it's the best. I grew up like eight years old wading in old, old like lawn mowing sneakers doing the same and thing. And then you grew and up and you did real fishing, and I still do this. Well, no, no, but I, I actually <laughs> no, I still, I still go back. Like, Most people graduate to like better fishing, and I'm still. I mean, but like, I, I, I can't like tow the Phoenix all over the country. Like, I'm not made out of Fair. money. I don't own a Vexus, you know? Like, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't have that kind of liquidity. I don't have a horn on my head. It's a like, Lexus yeah. Vexus. Get it right. Yeah. I, I think the narwhal is I'm like, I mean, like, honestly, dude, like, those fish fight pound for pound harder than any other fish, like, in bass fishing is those tiny little, those creek fish, those creek smallies, northerns. It it teaches you to not discount any water ever. Like, if it's over an ankle deep, you know, depth, on average, there can be fish down there. (laughs) Did you guys see that comment? (laughs) What was that? (laughs) I was wondering why he's been, like, incognito for a while. Uh, Mr. Mr. Dick Duckett says, I am in anger management right now. My therapist says no Instagram till February. Is your therapist <laughs> Zuck? Yeah. Did you get Zucked? Oh, man. Oh, God. Hey, th- th- thanks for tuning in, Black Bell. It's a good group of guys. They had a great podcast. So, Who's that? Oh, Blake Bell. Blake Bell Outdoors. Here we are. I was like, who? Hey, well, to give just, them a little shout out. I'm just trying to get you some love, man. 
Like Heck it. yeah. I dig. Yeah, well, right. I dig it. More love for everybody. More love to go around. <laughs> and uh, I think with that, we will turn it over to our uh, Louisiana boy, Mr. Zach Hall, and uh, shoot us your uh, highlight of 2021. Anytime now. Mm, third place on Seminole in the Hobie BOS in February. Can you hear me? Hell yeah. I can hear you. I think you're on a delay. Can you hear me now? Okay. <laughs> I thought I was muted still. Um, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, first tournament of the year, third place. That's good stuff. A lot of other Heck good yeah. things happened, but that was that was the highlight. We can go Word. on all day. <laughs> Andrew, do you all feel right. outnumbered by these, uh, by these like, banana boaters? Yeah, banana boaters. There's I've only never two, had there's a- three. It feels like so many when there's three around. I've never met three in my life. <laughs> I feel outnumbered. <laughs> what a jabroni! You know what? We're uh, we're getting rid of Santa's little helper for a little while. Again, he's in timeout. Times two. <laughs> he's in time. He's in timeout. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, I think uh, if we keep going in the the uh, the pattern we've been going, I will go next year and say that. Uh, for me, the highlight of 2021 was uh, early in 2021, adding uh, this guy right. Oh wait, no, wait. I I there. hate it when that happens. Right yeah, <laughs> uh, adding that guy, and then the guy like passed him. Andy, if you could politely point. No, keep going. There we go. Uh, adding these two two boys to uh, the show here and getting their help and support for Serious Angler growing this brand and business from the bass boat. Uh, that for me has been the biggest highlight. It's been a hell of a time. And uh, like we've been hitting it for folks tuning into this thing, there's big things for, for 2022. And all these people below me here have been uh, having a hand in that. So uh, thank you to all you guys. One, for your help this past year and two years for some of you. But uh, thank you for also joining us tonight and having a uh, a grand old time. And hopefully it doesn't get this show canceled. But either way, we're going to enjoy it nonetheless. I didn't have a whole <laughs> hand. It was like a finger or two. Yeah. Joe just will buy like 30 guide trips from Andy every year. <laughs> Dude, if I keep slaying steel, it's fine. And and I get to watch the Andrew show when he when I'm there, you know. <laughs> Dude, he's he's silly. The Andrew show takes like two seconds, it's over. It's great. It's like quicker than me in bed. It's great. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. No well, problem. Andy, uh, take it away. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess my highlight of 2021 is probably leaving the corporate world. Um, couldn't have done it without my supportive family and wife. Uh, she's awesome. And then also, second thing, uh, lately, are my random coffee dates with Bailey in his humble abode on a weekly basis, it seems, here recently. So I think we got to keep that up. Oh yeah, sounds cute. I, I, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I show up at his house this morning. He's like all bundled up in a heated blanket. I was like, "Is that a heated blanket?" Of course, yeah, it's cute. Guilty. What brand is that? Yeah. Cute. <laughs> uh, this, this podcast has now gotten more awkward than uh, Christine Fisher's DMs from Instagram from all these fishing weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that was going. I'm glad it ended yeah, there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really good. Oh god! Oh man! I've heard stories. I've heard stories. I can't. I can't imagine all these weirdos out here. Oh, People are I literally ruthless. could not imagine. No uh, thanks. 
which seriously mad respect to to chicks like christine that are kicking ass like she does yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, on second thought, what would happen if it was like the reverse and we all had like a thousand women like sending us DMs on the daily basis? Like, <laughs> I never yeah. sleep. <laughs> would that be a problem? I don't like. I mean, it the depends John on King your life. Be... John King would not be in a normal costume on here. <laughs> Look at Brother Brother normal, I'll tell you how it is. See this? <laughs> Good gosh. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Deacon, wrap us up, buddy. All right, man. 2021. Uh, it's been awesome to join the Serious Angler crew. That's probably my number one. And uh, kind of getting out of going uh, full-time with the company I work for, going independent contractor, still have a blast with those guys, as well as uh, with you guys and chasing the fishing thing. So it's been uh, great to kind of go after my own thing. Hell yeah. Amen to that, man. Well, uh, I think, so we went around the horn here. So I think without further ado, uh, John, I think your segment, are you prepared? I'm prepared. He's prepared. All right. All right. I'll see you guys later. I'm going to go ahead and get out before this really turns to a dumpster fire. (laughs) If I don't like the question, I'm just going to remove myself and then everyone else will have to answer. Okay. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here's what we can do. Here's what we can do. We can just do this. <laughs> nice. If, what, what Bailey forgets is I have control over this too, so yeah. I can just add people in as I want. <laughs> sure. I wish we had like Pat, Pat Renner style. I could play some music, but let me, I, I want to set up this scenario. Okay. Let's say you and your wife have a date night. The okay. kiddo, the kiddo is at your in-laws house. Okay. So you guys go out for dates, probably knowing you, wings and beer, something like that. Maybe. And you come in the house, you walk in the door, and she immediately goes straight to the bedroom and says, put on the hat, Captain. So she says, put on the hat, Captain. Which of these four pickup lines would ensure a good night? And these are kind of fishing and boating related. The first. I don't need a depth finder to show you how deep is my love. That's the first. The second, is Big Daddy going to have to toss a fat rope on your dock for permission to come aboard? (laughs) Number three, keep backing up, baby. Daddy will let you know when she's wet. We just got to get the boat in the water. Number four, and last but not least, depending how off course we get, I'm game for a little boat stuff. How about I plead the fifth? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Eddie's wife can never see this. Oh, she's probably watching. Um, Bravo. That was so thoughtful. My favorite was permission to throw a fat rope on your dock for permission to come aboard. Yeah, that's a pretty come good aboard. one. Yeah. <laughs> B, John, go John, with B. B. <laughs> John, have you ever considered instead of uh, doing what you do now to just make Hallmark cards for Valentine's Day? <laughs> John. He's Mr. Deeds. John, John King. He's, he's Hall- Mr. Deeds. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Literally. <that laughs> I used to, people used to say I look like Adam Sandler all the time, so that makes sense. <laughs> 
Dumb. Dick oh, well. Duck is all about the big fat rope. Lord, <laughs> <Forward>, sir. <laughs> Welcome aboard. <laughs> I think I know who one of whom is now on Instagram. Yeah, right. I don't care. <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> For real? That took me a second. No. No, I don't have that much time. <laughs> I remember uh, real. John's Robertson, too busy yelling at online shoppers. Yeah. <laughs> Robertson uh Matt Robertson sent me a text one time was like, Are you dick duck it? And I my simple response was no, I'm a lot funnier than that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, get ready for the comments. Oh here he comes. He's coming at you now. <laughs> oh the narwhal permission fire away. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna. I I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep looking at my phone to see how he roasts you. Like here he comes. <laughs> oh gosh! You should just block him on Instagram now, dude. Like now, he's yeah. gonna get. <clears throat> oh, he's gonna be like screenshotting this. And yeah, oh wait, you're good till February though, because he's in jail. You yeah. gotta remember, I would have, I would have to follow him first for me to block him. You don't follow him? Ooh. Come on! No, no, come on! Oof. I follow all the guys that that make riff raff and oh yeah, dude, I need something to do at work. My job, oh, like, I, ooh, if I had to actually work, oh, oh. I don't know if your new boss would appreciate that. <laughs> well, that guy, well, you see, that's not work though, dude. That's not work. The old boss, they don't. Nah. <laughs> no. Are, are you uh, are you allowed to talk about your new boss yet? I, 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 mean, I don't know. I, it's not a big deal. I mean, you know, spend a lot of time on my phone. I got a lot of bosses. Who did we just now. lose? Zach. I just lost that. Oh, damn, Louisiana yeah. boys. I thought it was his dog barking, but I did too. Those are chickens. That's a chicken. That is not a no, chicken. I think it's dog. Definitely a dog barking. Yeah, it's my neighbor's every, shit eater that they got chained outside, and it's like tw- <laughs> it's like twenty degrees out here, and they won't. Yo, speaking of chicken, did you guys see this meme today? I saw it on Sarah's page. Is that not the funniest freaking shit? <laughs> I've seen that. Waterproof that chicken and give it a kazoo, dude. Like, <laughs> come on, like literally, I'm in my office. I laughed out loud. Like I, I, I literally broke out. Like people were coming to check on me. Like it's, oh, it's hilarious, dude. John, we have a message for you on the screen. Ah, would I you do. like to make Therapy's working. I'm sorry. As a former counselor myself, I'm sorry I said those things, Dick. I I, I really don't. I, I'm sad at myself for saying that. I, I apologize. I'm sad at myself. Sad, I'm at, sad myself. at myself. Oh gosh! It's weird that you're sitting here insulting Dick when you have one taped to your head. Man, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so few words so far, but he nailed it. Drum roll, the please. Yeah. Oh god, that's good. All right, let's let's take a turn here before we go off the deep end just yet. We're not uh, off yet. Uh, we're close. We're close. This man's drowning <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, have, I have a few 
topics here. And if you guys think of anything as well, that's some juicy topics that we should share stories around, please speak up. But uh, I think the first thing that I would personally enjoy you all going around and, and sharing is uh, your craziest boat ramp stories where you just see that one whack job that just messes everything up or like you, you kind of get my drift here. But uh, I'm just very curious what you guys have seen in your travels and your boat ramp days. And uh, so we'll, we'll kick it off here with uh, the captain, if you'd like to uh, kick us off with some of the crazy stuff oh. you've seen here in old Buffalo, New York. This year alone, um, I've had countless uh, situations where I'm pulling into the boat ramp and some old dude is like screaming at his 25-year-old girlfriend to hold the rope yes. as That's the boat is like floating away and he'll have like no shirt on, like super tight shorts. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on out here? And then, this, like, then I have guys that like the girlfriend is holding the rope to walk it on and they like floor their boat and like crash it into the back of their truck. I've seen that a couple times where they completely miss everything with a pontoon boat. It's like this place is wild. Like small boat harbor in Buffalo is weird because we have like eight Stitch ramps. Though. We have eight ramps and four in, four out. And people will like hop in the in ramps with pontoon boats and try to load them. And jet skiers will cut people off. It's just, it's funny. <laughs> and it's old people in Speedos yelling at their young girlfriends to hold the ropes. I'm not that old, dude. I wasn't talking to you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Deacon, what about you, dude? dude? Yeah, what kills me is always when uh, when some dude is just fired up. Like, the boat ramp's crowded, and there's some guy just, like, screaming at his wife, and you're like, oh, come on, man. Like, dude, really? Like, you need me to get Hold the truck? The ropes. You can't do it. She can't. Like, what? oh, that just, that kills me. Yes, that's exactly right. Oh, what? Are you talking about speedos? Oh, like <laughs> <I find right laughs> Honestly, as a narwhal, that's what should have been worn. That, yeah. No vexus. Like, just that. Uh, Shows off man. his lower back tat, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. Dude, I if, am. If you, oh, no, where's he going now? Oh, no. Oh, really oh, dear God. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out. Cautionary <laughs> measures. Oh, oh he's really grabbing dear. a bottle. We're good. Okay. Man, I was lost. I, I, I was, he was really thinking he was going trumpet. going full speed out, yeah. man. Uh, but a personal story for myself. One time, uh, let's see. So I had a I had a Dodge, uh, a, a big. Uh, it wasn't. I guess it was just twenty five hundred in college. But it uh, it I bought an F one fifty when I got out of college, and it was lower than the Dodge was. And I I uh, was helping a friend. I was like, hey, you can learn how to dump me in well uh the best way like if you don't want to if you are having trouble with the mirrors like lower the tailgate and you'll be able to see the boat and uh that worked on the dodge because it was high enough that if, any, if someone was like unexperienced it wasn't going to run into the uh the boat trailer at all well on the ford uh backing down the ramp he kind of cut it a little bit tight and my jack handle went right through the the edge of the pickup oh God. <laughs> so, anyways, that was uh, that was fun on a brandy, not a brandy pickup, but a de- pretty new F one fifty. Anyways, that's all I got. Yeah, AJ. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's gosh. a lot of plumbers out there. Look at these. Look at yes. Oh, 
I like when good. people like why is it only that like bass fishermen like to power load their boats? Like listen, like I'm a power loader from day one. Like I'm letting it letting it eat, getting it on the trailer, don't have to like but then like every other boat, maybe this is ripping on pleasure boaters and everyone else. But like you got like three dudes up there just like really getting on it to crank <laughs> seventy it. feet like, of winch cord. Yeah, <laughs> three it's like dude, all the three way dudes out. You're like, There's no way. Like <laughs> three dudes cranking it, and then like ten more that have to watch and make sure it got on properly. And then pull it up and then back it in and pull it up and back it in. And they're not watching from a distance. They have to be like this close. <laughs> like everybody's got to like really get in there and like get a good look. Two at dudes it. in the water next to the boat holding it steady as he's pulling it out. It's broken. Back it up. They're just like holding it, and you're like, "What do you come? Just, just hit the throttle. Like it, you get it, it up." Really, it really makes me like wonder. Like, are our boats easier to put on the trailer? Like, I no. don't. I'm not we, we just else. have cojones, and we just like hit it and go. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I, I really do. Like, I feel like people are afraid. They're like, "Oh, like you're gonna ruin your prop." It's like, no, man. Like, trim up a little bit, and either way, like it's deep enough on the trailer. Go. By, by cojones, do you mean IQ points? Like, I don't understand what you mean by that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at cojones. <laughs> we can let the Norwal explain. Oh wait, he's no longer a Norwal. And my, and my head was turning getting, to Matt Robertson out of nowhere. My, just my head was getting hot, like Pedro. And also, if you'd like to see three dudes cranking, go check out Dick Duggett's Instagram. <laughs> that was good. That was good. What about you, Bailey? Go. Yeah, I. Uh, so there's a lake up here in New York. It's called uh, Canisius Lake. Andy knows this. And uh, Joe knows this as well. Yep. But uh, in the summertime, this place is like the biggest shit show for pleasure boaters, like in the entire state. And it's not even the biggest lake; it's actually pretty small. And uh, I was out on the water, and I'm coming in to leave. Like as people are like, it's more evening time, so like some people that are starting to party and will stay in like the party cove for the night type of thing are launching their boats. And I'm walking. I get off. I'm on the ramp, walking back up towards the parking lot. And this guy's backing down a, pont- um, a pontoon boat with his Jeep, like just like Grand Cherokee. And he's coming down, backing up, backing up. And like, I don't see the Jeep stop as it enters, like it's getting through the water. And all no. I see is the door open and it doesn't stop. And he just like, he steps out and casually walks up onto the dock and doesn't put it in park. And the Jeep just keeps going in the water. And it's just like at the point where he turned around and I knew what was happening the whole time. Uh, he turns around as like his like front passenger door and everything were like going underwater, and he just puts his hands on his hips, and does nothing, and just <laughs> dude, insurance. He knew underwater. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah that's an insurance He's job. Just... Yeah, yeah. Doubt, <laughs> He's like this gone. I'm drowning her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have made the whole situation better. Andy, had, like, you need to be in a sig, just watching it burn. Like my truck is back and, like, in the shop, so. That's what the, I'm saying. Yeah, Andy, so it was worse that than thing. that. It was worse than that. The only Wor- thing that was left. Worse? The only thing that was left was the grill of the Grand Cherokee sticking out of the water. And I'm just watching <laughs> this whole thing go down like First no words. That's all- qualified <laughs> captain status. It was. Oh, yeah. You should have got that on video. I know. I wish. but He could have sent it uh, to the insurance company and screwed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the part that killed me. The part that killed me. Well, was when literally he puts his hands on his hip and as like the jeep stops and everyone's just looking at him he goes well and then turns around and walks away and i'm like what <laughs> insurance, insurance fraud, 100%, 100%. Dude. <laughs> yeah big gulps huh 
We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that was easily the craziest thing I've ever You guys ever reckon seen. this is totaled? Because I think I'm getting a new truck and boat. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to leave her under oh, there for gosh. about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Until oh, he forgets, gosh. until he thinks uh, thinks about his phone and realizes it's in the council and ruined and he can't call anyone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hayes. I, I know I know you've had your days at a boat ramp, but I know you spend a lot of your days in the, uh, the backwaters and kind of wading through creeks. So I'll keep this question open-ended for you in case you've seen some crazier stuff while wading the creeks because – Oh, I've I seen some, one. some pictures you've had of some crazy oh, yeah. shit you found. So feel yeah. free to have an open question here. But so, yeah, so I don't, I guess on the boat ramp side of things, like, I, again, I don't spend too much time on the boat ramps, but I'm the guy that, like, when I go with my buddy that has a boat, I'm the guy that drives it up and power loads it on there, and he just, like, pulls off and, and leaves. So I've gotten fairly good at that, and it's funny to watch. Like, I don't have a boat. I've never had a boat. I've probably done that. 15 to 20 times in my whole life and if i'm better than you at doing it like we got a problem with these guys that actually own a boat and you see it all the time where they're like miss 12 times and come back and try and load up again i saw a a not small lady last year uh (laughs) politically correct very kind of you yes the the guy was same thing right it's like yelling at her just just hold on to the effing boat so he gives her the rope (laughs) so he says basically just do not let go of the rope and i'm gonna park the truck and i'll be back so she's sitting there on the dock and they're taking up the whole lane to to pull up so i'm just sitting there in the boat idling because my buddy's waiting to back down but we can't do anything because her self are uh, taking up the whole boat ramp and so we're sitting there and she has wow. the rope in her hand so nothing can go wrong but the boat starts to drift away and she panics and so she goes over and tries to put one foot on the boat and one foot on the dock and like oh, no. bring it back and again all you got to do is take that rope and pull back and so she pulls it and it starts you just watch it in slow motion like start to do the splits and she goes right in the middle she could have bailed one way or the other but fine she goes right in the water and he comes back and it's like screaming world war three times ten because all she had to do is literally hold on to the rope and she fell in she's all mad because she's wet but uh the craziest thing that happened the craziest thing that's ever happened to me like in general this is swear goodness a true story so this was maybe two years ago and i weighed a bunch of water that's around like downtown it's like urban water a lot of homeless people a lot of trash a lot of everything and so i'm wading the river downtown this is again like i think two springs ago and I'm I'm walking in the water, and then I go to step on what is like a, a tree that has floated down the river, and it's on the bank now. So I go to step up on that tree and then jump to the next tree, and there's probably like a three- or four-foot gap between these trees. And there's a bunch of trash and stuff in it, and it's disgusting. But I go to jump, and I miss, and I fall in between the two trees on what I thought was a pile of trash. And so I get up. I, I My whole body weight goes on this thing, and I get up back on the tree, and then that piece of trash that I fell on starts moving. No, start even worse. Starts moving. Live body. Live it's body. hobo. Live I body. fell on a hobo. I just straight up like curb stomped <laughs> a hobo in between two trees. And I like get up there and it starts moving and it starts making this kind of like sound. And I look. Cut me out. I, and, this, I gotta go. and this guy is on is on a different planet. There's like 12 steel reserve cans around him and everything. And he just kind of like looks up at me and doesn't even like say an English word and just kind of like grunts. And then he's right back to like sleep. He's like, oh, uh, okay. So I, I, I just jumped on a hobo downtown. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. What a wild <laughs> that ride. Like a, that should be on your resume. 
Yeah. yeah. Hobo jump. Hobo. <laughs> Once have jumped on a hobo. Yeah. <laughs> still alive today. Yeah. Now he's oh. no. So that's the thing. This hobo still lives under that same bridge. I'm assuming it's the same one. There's one there every single time I go by now. So I think it might still be him. So glad he's doing well. He was all up in his living room. <laughs> no joke. I no Kool Aid man right through his living room wall. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You <laughs> seem to have have lost lost John, but I have never heard a story like that, Andrew. That was oh, no. you need that to do more urban waiting. We'll have a bunch of those. <laughs> urban Everybody waiting. look at John's new name. <laughs> <laughs> That's I have a fam at the end of it. That's good. Bam, bam. bam. <laughs> Alright, I think this one I might be most intrigued for because I don't know, just notoriously Louisiana is a crazy state for uh, the folk down there. Just, I, I'm curious, Zach, well, what are some of the craziest things you've seen either down there or in Michigan at boat ramps or through your kayak adventures? Well, you'd be surprised. Uh, it's really not that interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, me and Ben Nowak were fishing up in Michigan in April and uh, we went to dock the boat and we was waiting on some people to get out of our way. And, uh, they were trying to power load an old deep V aluminum boat and ran it off the trailer. And the skeg was the only thing that caught it on the cement. And oh it was uh, a younger guy showing an older guy, the boat, letting him run it that day. Cause he was interested in buying it. And, uh, I'll it took Oops. us forever to, I got down in the water, tried to help him push it back up on there and went it up on there. And by the time we got it back up on there, he was like, well, it was a good boat, but I don't want to buy it now. So, uh, <laughs> so I was like, dang, poor, poor guy missed out on the sale because they didn't uh, strap it up there. Uh, wasn't the yeah, best boat to try to power load and take off in. It was uh, very <laughs> ass heavy, but uh, yeah, I don't have too many crazy stories from the ramp, to be honest. That's funny. I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think drunk I mean, would. Drunkwood should sponsor Dick Duckett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, out of nowhere. Yeah, that's where I want to spend my money in time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a smart business decision, man. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's keep this train rolling. Uh, Bateman, you're next, buddy. Man, I don't know if I had that many crazy stories, really. Actually. Mine really probably don't involve loading boats and stuff. Mine involve like, you know, I film, you know, Menendez and stuff. That's my side gig. We get some really silly questions at the boat ramp. Feel free to let oh. it rip. Go, oh, go yeah. ahead, let John. Let it rip, dude. Let it rip. I mean, it's basically, Please. what's the, it's basically the Bill Ingvall show when you're, you know, the. Power pole questions. Here's your yeah, power pole it's a. I'll be sitting there in the boat, you know, I'm getting my camera gear out. I mean, it's not like I'm filming with the DSLR, which those are great to film with, but, you know, I have a, a really big Sony EX3 camera. It's, you know, it's nice professional grade and all that. And uh, it never fails. I'll be up there and uh, Jim Joe or whatever his name will walk up. Y'all filming a TV show? <laughs> oh, I just got this son bitch right here for the hell of it, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and then it said, said, "Oh, you know, look at Mark," or and they stare all down at the baits, and he's got tied on. And well, what they biting on? Oh, we're, we're gonna find out. And 
What's really interesting is people seem to think these Elite Series pros are like a traveling service trailer, too. It's like, hey, I, I got a question about my Yamaha, uh, and I'm it's not idling good or some other BS, you know, something common. And Mark's just like, I don't know. I just take my own service trailer. Or, <laughs> uh, oh, I got that pa- panty optics, you know, on my, my boat. And, uh, what's the best settings for this? Yeah. Turns into a 45-minute deal. And uh, we had one guy, he got all into this, and, you know, Mark's super nice, and uh, he's got panoptics, and Mark says, well, let, let he basically says, no matter where he points, he can't see what he's looking at. And he basically says, I know there's a brush pile by this dock, and I can't see it. But Mark says, you got your boat with you? And the guy's like, yeah. And the guy brings it up there. Mark looks at it and goes, well, I found your problem. And I was like, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah, your transducer's mounted backwards. So this dude's trying. So this dude is trying to scan in front of him, and it's pointing behind the boat the whole time. Just just scanning the boat the whole time, and he goes, and he's just like, "Huh, I never thought that." I'm like, "Dude, like as soon as I brought that boat home and looked, I think I would notice if the transducer was backwards or not." You see the moat? That's because he's all wrapped up in the panty optics. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Pig Patrol. That was good. (laughs) <laughs> that's more proof that just because you have the technology doesn't mean right. that you'll be affected. Yeah. You can spend I, I, all the point. money in the world. If you can't use it, it don't fucking matter. Yeah. So, uh, that would be like my counterpoint to every Randy Blockett video ever. <laughs> that you can spend all that money you want and you can have the greatest technology known to man. And you can one suck at fishing like me. Or two, We're if you so don't getting canceled, <laughs> dude. I like it. Was a good run, guys. I, I got Randy's ball. back too, by the way. Uh, two, again, you if you don't know what you're doing and if you're not around the fish, all that stuff really doesn't matter. You can have all these freaking baits. I mean, most of them stay in the package, so it doesn't really matter anyway over here. But uh, it's, it's just I tough. will say on this Randy Blockett topic. That I love how he posts his topics he does, and it's so strategic, you can tell. And he doesn't comment back to a single person. So smart, yeah. And that's, Dude like, the funniest thing in. to me. Keeps you alive. I, I think he, like, I low-key think he just enjoys watching people squirm that he doesn't respond back. And he just sits there laughing at their comments. And that theory alone just makes me respect the hell out of him. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I'll be honest. I got, I've said this before. At first, I, I would get really. He'd roll me the fuck up really bad, and I'd get on. I'd get on Facebook and be like, "God damn it, Randy!" You know, and, damn it, Randy, he got me. Yeah, got my ass again. But <laughs> if I if I think outside the box, what he's doing is really genius. One, he's starting a lot. Of, he's starting a lot of conversation. Oh, sure. He does get out there on some topics, you know, like, hey, why it's better to free ball when you're out bass fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought one. of that, you know. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Randy Blockett posed nude for like a low-budget Playgirl magazine like in the early 90s? Oh, God. Like he was just, he was just like this with the meat hanging out. <laughs> a lot of people don't know okay, that. Do you have any background in this? No, I was told no. by another Elite Series pro that it was no. a big deal. Like, wait, wait, 
Wait, wait, wait, what, what, in Talladega Nights, what was, what did he say, Mike Honcho, was he, what, did he go by the name of Mike Honcho? I don't know, uh, I think it was just Randy. <laughs> Full spread. <laughs> just, well, I spread my butt cheeks for Blake Irwin. He went straight party boy, but nude. Yes. <laughs> The true story behind that was bread. they did a pro- they did a professional shot for Block it right, and his shorts were so short like his nut was hanging out, and then they they published it, and they had to take them all off. Like that's a, I can't remember what podcast I heard that on, but that was a true story. As he did this professional photo shoot, and his balls were hanging out. <laughs> oh God! I think that's Patrick Walters. Like... No, it wasn't Walters. But... That, oh. that is a true story that, like, there is some photos out somewhere where his nuts are hanging out. Well, if but, they're out there, <laughs> someone will find them. One of whom, do your job. I just always heard that he, it was basically uh, just just out there for everybody to see, and it's no big deal. But anyway, it's no uh, big deal. I think Randy has really thick <laughs> no skin. I very, you very rarely see him argue with anybody in the yeah. comments on YouTube or Facebook, so he knows what he's doing. But... Yeah. He is not afraid to put it out there. Like, whether you agree, disagree, he puts it out there. And, dude, he's putting more content out there than almost anybody. Now, granted, driving down the interstate with your kids in the back of your vehicle <laughs> filming a YouTube video, I do not recommend. There are no. places that is wanton endangerment in, like, 48 states. You know, I'm waiting for the one day that he gets, like, pulled over doing it, and I hope he blogs about it. Oh, I can't wait to see the title. <laughs> Got pulled over while filming with my kids in the back seat. <laughs> why cops are ruining your call? <laughs> oh, yeah. why, why believing in aliens will make you a better bass fisherman? <laughs> right. Child in no surprise, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> well, after that topic, let's uh, move on to our buddy. Yeah, my bad, guys. My number bad. one fan, fam. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're good, Kev. I actually, that, that was a good topic. To that was about. great. Yeah. yeah, no, that was great. That's John, uh, Also, uh, Bateman, I need you to do me a favor. Um, I've, I've been trying with Bailey and then also Mercer. I want to get the rumor started that uh, Menendez was actually a former member of the boy band Menudo, <laughs> but, was kicked, but was kicked out because of his, his provocative gyrations while dancing at the age of 13. I, I can help with that. All right, dude, do me a favor and do that, please. Uh, so here, speaking of Menendez, I'll be a little awkward here. So I yes, love the, I love the dude. Perfect for this show. I love the dude. He's a great guy. He seriously is one of my childhood heroes. So I feel really lucky to be able to do what I do with him. But man, I'll be I'll be filming all the time. And his AFCO pants, like the inseam, has to be the shortest <laughs> ever. And I'll just pull the camera, like get a wide shot, and it's just a fucking yoga pants ass. And I'm like, dude, you gotta adjust your pants. I don't need to see a wedgie. But sometimes I can't help it. I'm like, I wonder if people watching this TV show go, man, I bet he works out. <laughs> Squats for days. I could probably find some screenshots pretty easy. We're gonna clip that and tag tag Mark on social media. That is fantastic. Oh my uh, god, dumb I, dumb and dumber comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. Who knew you must work out. Out of nowhere. Man. So, Get the boat uh, on that. Yeah, my boat my boat ramp store is actually on me. So 
Uh, I was going to fish oh, a Kentucky Bass Championship, and I was pre-fishing. And where where do you hold the Kentucky Bass Federation Championship when you live in Kentucky? On the motherfucking Ohio River. Oh God. And so my truck like had shitty was shitty starting, and then I, I drove down there and uh, backed up my expensive ass boat in the water. And uh, <laughs> after a day of fishing, I uh, went and got my truck. And uh, it wouldn't turn over, so my battery had died. So I had someone jump me, and so I had to keep my truck running the whole time while I got my boat because I didn't want it, you know, shut off. So I back it up, and I jump in my boat, and I'm back up there getting ready to run it up there. And I I look at my truck, and I'm like, huh, that's funny. This white light shouldn't be on. And I was like, is that the glare from the, uh, the sun? No, I had kept my truck in reverse and threw on the parking brakes. So it was on the ramp. My truck was in reverse with the parking brakes while I was loading my boat. <laughs> and uh, th- yeah, thankfully uh, the brakes like stopped it from doing anything. And I loaded it and was just like, holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah. How about That's- calling your own uh, fuck up? Yeah, oh, yeah. that was all yeah. on me. Yeah. Thank God you had a good parking brake. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Dude, mine's been a qualified captain. Yeah, dude, mine's yeah. non-existent because I pulled off the boat ramp so many times, forgetting to like undo oh, yeah. the parking brake. I don't even have one anymore. Like, if I set the parking brake on, I'd be in the water before I got the door open. Like, sure. it, it wouldn't even stay. Typical <sighs> Joe fashion. Yeah, dude, I'm a hot mess. You guys know it. Come on. All yeah, I can who, do is fish well. The rest of my life, hot mess. <laughs> who else falls off the dock on St. Lawrence River into the into the lake? Uh, so, do you, is it my turn now? Should I go? Like, hot yeah, mess boat rip. ramp story? Let's so, go. like, on, only Andrew and Adam have heard the story. I'll give the shortest version I can. So, I get to the St. Lawrence River first day of the Bass Open about an hour early because I wake up way before my alarm. I'm so excited. I back the boat in at French Creek, which is the darkest uh, marina on earth. It also has the shortest docks on earth. So, I forget my boat when I pull it into this boat slip. The dock only goes to my, like, my graphs. So I get out the front deck, I run to the boat ramp, I park my truck, I run back with arms full of stuff, and I walk right off the end of the dock. So I am the dock <laughs> idiot because I, I was going to walk and like jump down onto the back deck. No, the, there's no – you can't reach the back deck from the front cr- French Creek docks. And I start first day of the Bass Open on America's number one fishery by going header – Three and they're like three feet high, easy three, three and a half feet off the water. Header, arms full of stuff, never touch bottom. Walk, try to like get out of the water, like, <gasps> like gasping for air, like a moron. Like, yeah, that's how I start day one. But that's not even my craziest boat ramp story of the year. <laughs> Nor is my craziest boat ramp story of the year. I saw AJ Pirelli and Mike Zamp in the comments section up here. They're, it's not at Latin's Cove at stinking uh candlewood lake which i have seen so dude i wish like some days i wish i drank beer for a living because you could sit there on a saturday and just kill it 
Like I've seen guys carry, like unhook off of their Mercedes, their jet ski trailer with their fake tanner on, curl their jet ski trailer and walk it down the ramp because they couldn't get it down straight. Still not my best story of the year. This year, my best story, and it's only my best story because it involved me, is I slid on the St. Lawrence River at Key Waden Park in between, I like, because I can actually back up a trailer, in between two cigarette boats, like 50-foot cigarette boats, managed to squeeze my trailer in between them on a two-trailer ramp, like two, three-trailer ramp, but these guys couldn't back up a 50-foot trailer. I squeeze mine in between, and I get my boat on my trailer, like, just ahead of both of them. And, like, I realize it's not quite straight, so I, like, hop down off the tongue. I I start the motor back up. And this is, like, as both of these guys, like, like two frat dudes from Penn State roll up (laughs) on either side of me, right? And it's, like, real creepy. I'm, like, oh, God. Like, I was, like, nervous for my rear end, right? So I'm, like. You almost got sandusky so i think to myself like do i wait till they're on the because they have like 50 foot cigarette boats right like two like like twin diesels on the back they're probably both cranking like 1500 horsepower i'm like do i let them put their boats on the trailer or do i like show them how it's done like i already like half messed it up like i had to climb back into the boat like re like kind of back it up and put it back on yeah i kind of like slid it on a little too crooked right so i'm like nah i'm gonna fuck with these guys so i gun it dude and i wash them both over their freaking uh tires on their trailer and they're both stuck there and the girl i was dating at the time pulls me off the ramp and we just drive away well both of them are cursing me out i'm like keep going honey like don't pull up and stop like keep driving me out of here before these guys kill me that's my best boat ramp story of the year when i got to mess with two frat dudes who looked like they were from penn state and put them both on their wheel wells it was the best day of my life (laughs) nice nice (laughs) typical joe fashion (laughs) i had to dude like Cause it like I don't know I can't help it I I'm I'm argumentative and combative and Italian and annoying like I can't help it it's just in my genes so, like <laughs> at least I'm self aware like <laughs> all right well if no one else has a topic to go down I have uh, the uh, next segment here is to talk about. Tournament horror stories. If any of you besides guys besides falling off the dock, besides every single one of those tournaments, let's <laughs> we can go around the room and talk about tournament horror stories. Ooh, uh, I have a good one. Go, Dick. Go or Dick. Go. go. Uh, so I was fishing a tournament down on Cumberland, and we went down a couple a couple days early to pre-fish, and I was fishing with a buddy of mine, and. Uh, First couple of days pre-fishing was awesome. We were just slaying into fish, catching them. And then you caught too many. Day. Huh? You caught too many in practice. No, no, no. That's not the point of the story. Uh, but when I go on vacation, my system isn't regular. So, like, I went two days without Metamucil. going. Metamucil. <laughs> and, uh, 
we come, we come tournament day and uh, we start fishing uh, and we're down at Holcomb's Landing. So if you know Cumberland, we start fishing just kind of there in the first cut. And I catch a couple two fish real quick and then I, I hear the rumbling. And I'm like, oh shit! And I tell, <laughs> Literally, I, I tell my buddy, I was like, Mark, and this is a, this is the same guy that was uh, the co-angler when Ish and what's his name got in that big fight. So he was oh, the boy. co-angler in the boat. Was it Keith Pochette? Keith Pochette, yeah. yeah, yeah, Keith Pochette. So I was like, Mark, I I gotta go, and he's like, Are you freaking serious? And I was like, Yeah, man, I just gotta go. So he puts me off on bank, and I do my business. And I, I look up, and he's 75 yards down the bank. And I'm talking like a steep bank. So he's 75 yards down. And I yell at him. I said, hey, man, I'm done. He goes, okay, run over here. I go, what? He goes, I ain't coming to pick your ass up. So he made me run, like, through the woods to come meet the boat after I'd just taken a shit and refused to come get me. And it was super <laughs> steep. That was yeah. Long story. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, in the in the spirit of of calling ourselves out here, I'll go next. Uh, and so I signed up. It was actually this past fall. I signed up for there's a tur- there's actually a video of it uh, on our YouTube channel of me sleeping in my kayak on the water. But uh, I signed up for a state championship last minute and decided to. My uh, fiance had a formal the night before. And I was like, oh, I'll go. I'll have a few drinks. I'll be there, you know, have a good time. And I can still get up in the morning and go make this tournament. No practice, no nothing. And, and uh, lo and behold, the uh, we all know how we say, like, we're, oh, we're only going to have a few drinks. You know how that goes. 12 well, uh, drinks yeah. later. <laughs> lo and behold, you know, night ends, wake up the next morning, drive down, feel, feel okay, and get to the boat ramp, get the kayak all rigged up, and I'm walking it down. And I had the essentially the same rumbling that John had, just the wrong <laughs> end, the complete other end. And uh, yeah, had to take care of business for a few minutes and was so hungover fishing that, that I had to take a 30, 45 minute nap on the water in the kayak. <laughs> like Lifesaver. Yeah. But still fish for the rest of the day. I, I sucked, but you know, we pulled through. But yeah, Life so in the spirit of calling ourselves out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Puke and rally go next. <laughs> Dude, I'll go next. <laughs> so, uh, while well, we're on this uh, poo track, um, <laughs> mine was like, not poo. Mine was not poo. <laughs> well, um, front or back track, I should say. Um, like eight or nine years ago, I was fishing the Derby as a co angler on Chautauqua Lake. And we're about two hours in. And I was a co-angler, and I looked at my missed. guy. Oh, my God. We're dude. about three wait, miles wait, from the boat ramp. I was like, dude, we got five minutes. Stop. Pause. Andy. Andy. Pause. Dick Duncan's wearing the thong. The fan guy. Rewind the tape. John You're going to get banned. I'm, I'm that I exciting. Oh, Wait, no. I really missed everything that just oh, happened. Just wait. Just oh, wait. That was that wait was the subtlest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh. That man just took off walking <laughs> in a banana hammock. Damn it. I'd like that. five of us started flipping. Oh. <laughs> Best comment of the night. 
by far. Oh, oh man. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> this, this, this Good for you, You know that's going to Instagram, right? Oh, man. Screenshot. That was, <laughs> like, it's not the worst the internet has seen of me. Hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of speedo photos if you go about nine years. He's got an OnlyFans somewhere. <laughs> put him next to Randy, like those two. Yeah, hey, support small businesses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally. <laughs> All right, Andy, take it away. All right, well, it. The beginning of the story was having a McDonald's uh, sausage, egg, and cheese like McGriddle in the morning. I had two of them, and after that first bite, and I was like, "This tastes bad." And I decided to eat both of them. And like two hours later, I got the rumble guts, and mm. I was like, "Dude, we got to go back to the ramp because I'm about to poo all over the place." So we go back to the <laughs> ramp, and literally. The guy was like, good call. We both ran into the bathroom at the same time. Just like exploded everywhere. Because I think he went to the same McDonald's. We both looked at each other and were like, did this just happen? He's like, he's like, God, I hope I can make it the rest of the day. I just didn't want to say I had to go poo without some like reassurance. So like, I think we both stopped like two or three times through that day from like food poisoning for McDonald's. Yeah. He ended up winning the tournament on like the last five casts. I think I came in like third or fourth. It was wild. Look, with, with the tummy of... bubbles. With oh, the tummy boy. bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Like nice. we sit, we strategically stayed close to the ramp all day so we could just run back and just like tie off, run up and go. Because <laughs> this beautiful like bathroom at Long Point State Park where you can literally tie your boat up to the ramp and walk into the bathroom right there. I feel like you're actually chumming and using this as a cover-up story. It could have been chum, but no, it wasn't. There, we literally ran into no, Bailey that. was chumming. Bailey was chumming. Yeah. <laughs> we're, so getting ca- we're so getting canceled for this show. Dude. All right, all right. Once I started talking, I thought of like my best on-the-water story. And this is like told so many times over because it. I, I just like – it's too crazy to realize that it's fake, but or that it wasn't fake. Right? Yeah, but so, it called his own bluff. It's fake. I it's actually it's fake. fake, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> so, so we're fishing this this two day club derby on our local lake here in Colorado, horse So, like that should be the first. thing. It's like, oh well, there's some crazy people in Colorado. So, anyways, we're in the back of this cut. It's like pre spawn, and these smallies are loaded on this point. I mean, loaded. We took second in the derby. And we're sitting there throwing jerk baits, and it is like every cast. I mean, we are spanking. And we like look over, and it's like it's like a nice April day, like early April. Well, it's very cold. And we look over, and there's like this this people like hiking. There's all these like trails, and it's like this lake is like in the mountains, kind of. And this lady comes by with her husband, and they're like a baby, and what looks like her mother-in-law or or something like that. And you're like. This is kind of an interesting situation. All right. Well, this is my college buddy, Stu. We're like college tournament partners, and we're fishing this local derby, and and we are absolutely wearing them out. And this, like, couple with their baby comes up, and they're, again, like, mother-in-law or some older lady behind them. And they're like, hey, do you care if we jump in? 
I like looked down at my graph. I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, the water temp's 45, but like, do, yeah, sure, like, go for it, whatever you want. Like, we're like milling around and we're back to fishing. And my buddy Stu just looks at me, like, and he's just like, dude, dude. And he's like, starts to laugh. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, she's naked. She's 100% naked. I'm like, no, no, you're lying. Like, dude, like, we're like 25 feet from these people. Like, we're not very far from these people. And I like turn back, and this lady is straight up full born, like, like daylight, it's like 10 in the morning, completely naked, like, bush like just i mean just ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like we're just like like I, I, Stu and i are like still to this day are like what happened like literally like her mother-in-law is just like watching and then like her husband's in a swimsuit like holding the baby and you're like who are these people and that was uh anyways that was they got day the wild. that's pretty intense it's crazy <laughs> man. like i still to this day i'm like like laughing about it it's crazy do you go back to that same bay anytime you return to that lake just to check if she's still there? First I go back every to. spring. Yeah, My girlfriend right. doesn't know. I go back every spring and I'm just like walking around or boating around and I'm having it. She knows now. <laughs> he's like Boy, crossing his fingers out. as he's driving there. He's like, come on, come on. Tomorrow. Yeah. He's going to roll up to the buddy and be like, dude, I know this good brush pile on this point over here. We got to go check it out. <laughs> no, it's a bush pile. It's a we're, good we're, bush pile. I got to go we flip it. I got to go flip over there once or twice. <laughs> oh, oh that's good. All right, Kev. Kev, you're up. I don't think I have anything that cool. I mean, obviously, I got some poop stories, but <laughs> uh, you wouldn't be a grown I man will, if you don't. <laughs> I will say, back in the day when I did fish quite a bit and owned a boat, uh, I got really, really pissed off at a BFL wild card and a co-angler, and it wasn't really entirely his fault. But long story short, this was at Pickwick Lake, and I believe two thousand. I have to remember. The girl I was dating. Bailey put that comment up. It was about 2006 before Pickwick got like super, super popular and overfished. Wow. (laughs) Gotta have it ready. Emergencies only. Uh, But uh, I had a pretty good practice at Pickwick. And this is before it blew up and it took 22 to 24 pounds a day. And it was in the fall. And it was the first year the Reaction Innovations Vixen came out. And... So I'd practice, and I found some fish in Yellow Creek, and they were just chewing this thing. But it was like a 50-mile run from the Alabama side for Florence. So I found a few fish up near the dam, and I started on these schooling fish, and I caught three or four, and then my trolling motor wouldn't come up. And I'm like, oh, hell, no need to panic. I brought a tool kit. Granted, I'm not the most mechanical person. I think I can fix this. And so my co-angler's back there, he's just whining, like, oh, I can't believe this happening. I can't fish all day, and I always get terrible draws, and just kind of, you know, making some passive-aggressive sure. stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I've never had this happen, blah, blah, blah. And he just kind of keeps chirping, whatever. So I finally get pissed, and I'm like, well, dude, you can either keep dragging whatever you're dragging out here in the river channel, or you could try to help me fix this and we can we can get on your day and he's like so he puts his rod down and i've got my socket set and wrench right here and i finally find it's a bitch to get to to get this thing 
you know, unlatch. And uh, he's kind of grumbling or something. I said, why don't you get that net out of the way? We don't really need it right now. And he, like, does this, like, Mick Foley, like, twist turn that's so awkward. And he knocks all my fucking tools into the, the lake. Oh. And he's like, what was that? And I'm like, that was my tools going to the bottom of Pickwick Lake. And he's like, well, what am I going to do now? And I just lost it. I'm like, what do you mean? What are you going to do? You're a fucking co-angler. Pardon me if I just didn't say that. What am I going to do? My trolling motor is stuck. Luckily, I drove back to the ramp, and I hit a barge weight, and it just sheared that son of a bitch in half. And uh, <laughs> the service crew was nice enough to replace my trolling motor for free for me. Wow, because it was under nice. warranty. So I got about two hours of fishing in, and uh, I only end up with like three papers. Wait. Wait, did you say there's a service crew at your BFLs? Yes, at the BFL Walker back in the day, there was service crews. Dang. Damn How old nice. are you? Like twenty? Thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thirty-six. So that you, this was like. 2006, so that's oh, you know, yeah, 16 years ago. But yeah, they had a small service crew, uh, but yeah, they took care of me. I my kayak back then. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But, all right. Yeah, all right, I better... felt bad for treating that guy like that, but man, you can only, it just put me in a bad situation because I'm, I want to like get this thing fixed. I want to fish. He's back here like, oh, it's ruining my day. And when he said yeah. that, I always get draws like this. I'm like, yeah, I may suck, yeah. but I'm a pretty nice guy. Sounds, sounds like sounds like he was being a chode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had his he he, def, he had his jersey on. <laughs> oh no! I remember it was bright yellow and green. It was like the one of those real snot jerseys you see all over Facebook. It was awful. Yikes! Okay, better question: Who the hell has the cat? That's my Who gosh damn it? neighbors again. <laughs> I live. <laughs> You live on I'll, a zoo? I live next to the Clampets, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> the only... I hope they don't watch this stream, which I doubt, because I asked them, I said, is y'all's internet so working? The other day I said, is y'all's internet working? They said, well, we got the internet, but we don't know if it's working. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know if it's working? <laughs> well, we don't ever use it. And I'm like, well, why have the internet if we're not going to use it? But anyway... <laughs> The only damage my neighborhood really took was his halfway done lean-to shed fell apart, which probably a good thing because it would have decreased the property value. <laughs> I'm sorry. All I can hear is it me out in the background. <laughs> some bitch, it's either really it's either pissed, it's outside, or it's some bitch is horny from listening to Andy and Adam stories over there. <laughs> Knows John's in a banana hammock, bro. <laughs> oh my god! In, in the words of Prince, someone needs pussy control. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting canceled. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Might as well cancel it. Close it down. We're going to write it out. Enjoy it while it lasts. Chris, <laughs> I say Chris Jones' comment. For some reason, uh, 
<laughs> I listened to a girl get railed for hours in a party cove one night. Chances are that was by more than one dude if it was for hours. <laughs> yeah. Listen, so what are, you, what are you talking about there? Uh, we've got a we've got a tournament oh, here. Deacon knows the background. <laughs> I was like, so anyway, sounds like it was a lot of watching, not listening. If you know the whole story. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. But both go hand in hand, you know. Listen, so we have this tournament called the Full Moon Open, and it's like a, a, a night tournament, right? Well, Horse Dude has a party code. It's very famous. Uh, and that's probably what he's talking about. He probably was uh, – there's some good fishing near Party Cove and in for Party Cove. And that's probably what he, uh, he ran into. <laughs> We we need to have some advisory or something on this podcast. Like, yeah, you need to put a parental like... advisory. Yeah, yeah, this you know the ratings on YouTube when you upload a video. This one's going off no, as far yeah, as we screwed. can get. <laughs> screwed. All the sponsors yeah. at the bottom are are censored, like blacked out. <laughs> yeah, we probably. Yeah, I would I would take those sponsors off. <laughs> we got a good call. Yeah, I, I apologize to your sponsors, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> well, oh. it's a new year, boys. That's what we're celebrating. <laughs> but I think let's just keep the ball rolling here. Uh, we'll hey, hey, hey controver- controversy sells, so it's whatever the next topic is has got to be a banger, right? Right. Is this? Is this is this when we choose Dave Mercer or Luke Duncan? Is that when we is this nope, that's the nope, next we're not doing that. No. Nope, nope. <laughs> we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll be explicit, but we ain't going down that. Way. I love them both. I'm not I'm not going to pick sides on that deal. We didn't we didn't hear from Hayes though, and he had such a good round last round. I feel like yeah, I feel like he's. Tournament it's going to be hard to It talk doesn't to have to be tournament, though. Like, it, dude, I've got some a, tournament stories. If, so, because we fish, yes. like, I, we don't fish big tournaments, but we fish, like, backwoods Tuesday night or, you know, just hillbilly opens, basically, on, like, your Tuesday yes. nights. So, I used to do that quite a bit. And uh, I'd say the two from there, the very first one, we fish out of the boat that we fish out of. My buddy Jeff has the boat, and it's called a Playtime Predator. Is the name and model of the boat. It's like oh a, it's an old, bright blue, just terrible. I mean, it, it gets the job done. I, I actually are you really sure like that's are you sure that's a boat, bud? Yeah, it's called. A, I think he bought it at the novelty store. The, the company name <laughs> was Alexis Vexis's boat. Dude, you can you can look it up. It was an Ohio company, and the company's name was Playtime, and they named the boat the Predator 13 or whatever. So it literally oh says on the side, God. Playtime Predator. But uh, yes. I can't make that up. No, yeah. I'm not going to look it up. Never mind. That's, That's terrifying. Don't, don't Google Playtime Predator. Battery you power? might get like FBI question on that one. Yeah, so... That's the boat we use. It's bright blue. It's I feel like old. Google already knows we're all in trouble already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have playtime. The FBI is watching. This. So, so it's a real old, bright blue boat. It it doesn't it doesn't turn over more than it does turn over. Like it's just a it's it's a rough go. And so <laughs> Dude, we we get like it all tuned up. up there yeah. <laughs> 
we're we're ready to go. It's it's a shot. It's just like a all takeoff at once. The guy, old guy, stands on his boat and yells "Go!" And there's not even like a, a fire or anything. It's literally just some old guy looks like a mall Santa stands up on his boat and yells "Go!" And then all the boats go wherever they want. And so we do that. There's like whatever fifteen boats that Tuesday night. They all take off. We go to throttle and blah, 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 and it just dies. And so everybody leaves us in a giant wake of nothing. And our outboard was dead for the entire time. And so we had to fish like a five hour tournament with nothing but a trolling motor. And we still got like third place that event, just paddling around like the <laughs> the marina. Um, and then like two weeks before that, we had one. It was a morning one. And my buddy's got this real old trolling motor that's on the front that gets stuck if you leave it there overnight. And so I'm up there getting my rod from behind him and he doesn't know I'm behind him. And he goes to pull up the trolling motor like he's trying to start like a. 30 year old lawnmower for the first time and he comes back and the cord breaks and he punches me right in the face just first thing in the morning and i just i was in shock and i start bleeding all over the boat all over his bright blue interior and it's just like double nose everywhere so i have to lean over the side of the boat and like spit it and like get it out so that it, it stops bleeding all over his boat and that's how we started the morning was me. That was the hardest I've ever been punched in my entire life, too. And it was right in the face. And then oh, the other one, God. the only the only other one I can think of is I did a local kayak tournament. And it was like, a, I don't know, that thing where you do it on like an app and you you register your fish on the app and, and tourney X and stuff like that. It was one of the first times I'd ever done one. And I didn't really know all the rules. I knew most of the rules. Like I looked up how to measure your fish and take your pictures and stuff. Well, I'm by myself on this river that's probably an average of two and a half or three foot deep. It's it's nothing. You could wait it if you wanted to, but you had to be in the kayak for the tournament. And this guy comes down the river and I'm by myself. So I'm, I'm not doing a float. I'm just on a part of the river. And this old guy comes down in like a probably a two thousand dollar kayak, big beard, portly looking guy. And uh, he comes out and he's like, are you fishing in the tournament today? I was like, yeah, I am. Like, he's like, you doing any good? And I was like, yeah, I'm actually doing pretty good. It was like a three fish smallmouth tournament. I think I had like three that were probably an average of 15 or 16 inches. So I was doing okay. And uh, he goes, well, uh, I hate to tell you, but it's not going to count. I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, I don't see a life jacket on your on your uh, kayak anywhere. I was like, yeah, I, I I don't have one. It's like two foot deep here. And he's like, that's an automatic DQ. He was the tournament director. And he DQ'd me right there and just completely disabled my little Aww. profile to upload pictures of like the fishes. And I was done. Aww. Right. Wow. There. I was like, Aww. dude, it's it's knee deep. The mm. only place I'm fishing. Yeah, I got DQ'd for not having a life jacket <laughs> by the tournament. Director. Can I yeah. say something? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of kayaks, I, I really have nothing against kayak anglers. But man, those Facebook groups, the kayak groups, oh, them yeah. some bitches oh, getting oh wild. God. Don't Zach join. Zach knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, some of it is a bunch of high school bullshit that is just so <laughs> stupid, and some like about ten percent of it is like legitimate arguments. Like, Sounds so- like trout fishing too. Yeah, <laughs> it's dumb dude. <laughs> what are yeah, they arguing man. about? Everything. Everything. Yep. Uh, they hate every YouTuber. Other than Christine Fisher, uh, uh, live scope motors, uh, they it's like you know how people like bash ranger boats, which you know, whatever it's every brand, Hobie, Bonafide, whatever they they're all pieces of shit. Uh, 
if you got any kind of sponsorship, you're a sellout or all that. And then you get these dudes <laughs> like this guy, and I hate to, I'm not gonna mention his name because he probably doesn't deserve it, but randomly, like two weeks ago, he just posts like, sends me a message, says you're a bitch. I'm like, what the, f-? you know, like out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I remember, remember his I remember name, that in the I text. Well, that happening. What did that end up being about? Why? He said, "Why were yeah. you singled out?" He apologized. Said, "I'm having a rough day, and uh, I totally didn't read what you were saying." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> what?" Like, was like threatening my life, and I'm like, "Man, uh, this is kind of awkward." But man, sorry, having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's what I do when I'm having a bad day. Yeah. Too. I find someone find random someone. on a Facebook group and just say I'm going to kill them. I just troll them like <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't understand. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I That's totally weird. respect the kayak deal. I think it's really cool what a lot of those guys are doing, but I just, you know, and he's talking about getting DQ'd. It's always something. Like, it never feels like a tournament runs really smooth. I think that the Hobie series does a really good job, but you've got like oh yeah a KBF event. And it's like Chad Hoover's fat. And I don't like him. I'm mad. I finished tenth. <laughs> this guy should be DQ'd because his boots didn't go up to his knees or something. And he Every... only put deodorant on one arm. You know? Go ahead, Andrew. I was fishing a tournament on uh, Soda Spain. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I texted... get the hell out of here! I- I'm sure I texted Bailey about this. No, this isn't anything to do with you. Uh, literally, this kayaker okay. was yelling at another <laughs> kayaker who was fishing the derby with a bobber and minnows on, like, a shipwreck. And he's like, dude, did you read the rules? He's like, what rules? I thought we were fishing a tournament for the best five fish. And he was fishing live bait in a no-live bait <laughs> tournament. <laughs> yeah. That's jacked up. He had this big, like, Coleman red and white cooler with an aerator going, and he was pulling out minnows. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were about to talk about you and I going bumper boats. Oh, dude, spot. that was so much fun. <laughs> hey, the t- day I met Forrest. Yeah. This is Sorry a true story that. since it's story time. Uh, John might know this guy. John, have you fished around Kentucky Lake much? Uh, or Dick uh, Duck is number one fan. Yeah, a little bit. Not not too much. To be honest. So there's I, a I, local guy here that's a really good angler his name's tim griggs he's a great guy i don't know if you've ever heard of tim but tim griggs no he's really dry well several years ago he got on the spring smallmouth like you wouldn't believe like he was catching 22 24 pound bag smallmouth first bit first bfl of the year he draws co-anglers co-angler catches 19 pounds of smallmouth behind him and, and tim catches like 22 wins the bfl the next day he goes back fun fishing take like his wife or somebody, his co-angler sitting there in a John boat and a cooler catching the smallmouth and throwing them in the cooler to eat. No. True story. That's nuts. Was that on on Kentucky or Berkeley? That was on Kentucky. Back when we actually had some fish. Oh. That man Uh, has been shot on sight. I mean, what do you do, do, though? I mean, obviously, I mean, you get pissed off, but... The guys fishing BFLs, they can't oh, blackball him. I mean, you buy a fishing license, you can you know, keep anything. But I thought, man, of all the things to do, that might be one of the worst things I've ever heard about. He couldn't get enough dead fish at the weigh-in like nah. the night the day Ooh. before? This, this was in uh, March, so. Yeah, but I mean, there's still had to be like two or three that got tongue-hooked. Like, come on. 
I don't know, man. He just went That's back and just made a buffet yikes. of all these smallmouth. Yikes. Ugh. Big yikes. That's uh, wild. So speaking, of, speaking of dead, I wanted to uh, change the topic. Uh, I know Alex Rudd did a real quick uh, podcast on this. Has anyone ever found anyone dead when you're fishing? No. Andrew Hayes Ash. almost did. He jumped on a hobo. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> close. When you guys are when you guys are done, I do have two stories where I was about thirty minutes late finding dead people twice, but I didn't find so, it. I was I was late. So uh, I got a call. I, I fished a tournament on Green River, and a buddy of mine called me. He never calls. He's a hard guy to get a hold of. He goes, "You won't believe this story." So we have this creek near Lexington, Kentucky, that's really good for smallmouth called uh, Elkhorn. And so he took his uh, family out there, and, uh, you know, when you take little kids fishing, he kind of got tired of it. and was like, all right, I'm going to show these guys some dam and get them in the hell out. So he takes his, he's got a John boat with, I think, about a 45 or 50 on it, drives up towards the dam at Elkhorn, and he sees what he thinks is a watermelon floating. And he's like, watermelon. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, I think that's the body. And so instead of saying something to his family, he's like, all right, I'm going to get my family out of here and take them home because if they see this dead body, the kids are going to freak out. He's scarred for life. So he goes about three miles down river to take out. Well, he's not paying attention and hits the fucking log. And his wife jokingly goes, did you hit a dead body or something? And he's like, no. So he drops him off, calls his buddy. His buddy comes down. He takes his buddy up there to double check 100% that it's a dead body. They 100% double check it. They call the fire, you know, they call 911. So what happens is the firefighters, the police, everyone gets down there. What do you think the firefighters do? They jump in his boat, make him take his boat. They take the dead body, pull it into his boat. No. And then drive all the way back, and then that's how they do it. Because they didn't have anything, anything. So he, you know, was just on a fun joyride, and then they found the body, and they had to put it in his boat and everything like that. Nope. It's, it's, he, nope. he couldn't believe it. Because, I mean, how many times have you been fishing and see something floating, and you're like, shit, is that a dead body? And it actually was this time. Good God. Oh. That's yeah. good. No way. I've been at a, a media event. It actually happened this past summer. I was at a media event in North Dakota, and uh, I woke up and got everyone to breakfast and was uh, getting our pros to go out onto the lake. And one of our pros came back. He goes, we're not launching there today. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, it's nice weather. It's time to go. All the boats are fine. And I was like, something wrong with your boat? He goes, no. Yes, don't go down there, but, you know, we got to call 911. And that's when it kind of clicked in my head, like, what exactly they're talking about. And there was a guy, unfortunately, an older guy that was fishing there overnight and apparently uh, must have had, like, a, I don't know the official cause. They didn't release it. Or at least they didn't pay attention to the news or whatever. But he must have just had, like, a heart attack and just fell in the water and drowned. which was just sitting there Dude. at the ramp. Brutal. That that's about as close as I've came, and that's as close as I want to be. No thanks. I don't want to. I don't want to see anything like that. I was. Uh, I think it was about two years ago. I was kayaking on the Ohio in Louisville, and uh, 
some people, like we have a couple walking bridges and some people made a bunch of noise and I, I kind of looked at them and then all of a sudden all these cop boats came up and I was like, what's going on? Apparently someone had jumped off the bridge right where I was kayaking mm. and killed themselves. And I was scared shitless because I was on a kayak, you know, so close to the water thinking, all right. And they were like, hey, can you go try to find this body? And I was like, no, I'm trying to find this body. I'm going to go home. Santa's Got little it. helper doesn't like how serious this conversation turned to. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one. Well, before you move on, so this one, this oh, one's not quite. It's not quite as morbid, but uh, if you go when but you get done with this, morbid. Google, yeah, it still is. Somebody died. But uh, if you get on Google and look up like Dayton, Ohio, Cheryl Coker, there was this lady that was missing here for like a year and a half probably or maybe even more than that but it was like the most famous case in Dayton like this chick she was probably f- mid 40s maybe she was kind of like a mom and uh they have <laughs> well you know, I don't know she looked like, like a mom, mom. But, <laughs> not young not old uh <laughs> what is this story <laughs> listen <laughs> I'm saying yeah, I'm saying for it somebody is saying was she so Lisa Ann or Lady Love question mark <laughs> all right oh no <laughs> no. So they have security footage of her car being dropped off in an abandoned parking lot by her husband, but they can't like pin him for it. But she went missing. She'd been missing for like over a year. They know that he killed her, but they can't pin him on it because they got no evidence. And they never found the body, nothing. Everybody was always looking, and there were search teams and stuff, and they couldn't find him. Well, like a year and a half later, it's the middle of the summer. I'm walking through a real small, like, same thing, right? Just like a drainage ditch farm creek. And uh, it butts up to a bigger river. And so I was walking through there and just tromping through the woods, a place that I've probably gone five or six times that year. And I come around the corner and there's like four or five news cameras like set up just in the middle of nowhere right there. And I'm sure if you if you get like their B-roll, some of them had to have had their cameras on and they see this guy like walking around like hip deep in the water and like look and then like, nope, and walk right back like out of frame because like I don't know what's going on here. Well, they found her bones and her, like, clothes and body and stuff right there. Like, at a place where I've walked by, I don't know, five, six times that year. And I, like, went up to it. And I had no idea what was going on. And the news people were right there. And then her family was right there and everything. But, like, if those bones had been there the whole time, I have blindly walked by them for five or six times and never saw them. That's wild. Yeah. Jesus. So, in fishing news, there was a... (laughs) Yeah. Hold up. <laughs> I, I may be, I may have a way a, a good way to kind of wrap things up here. So what what uh what are your guys what is everyone's thoughts on the whole sports betting thing that uh MLF released uh on I think both they stole the Jack Warehouse what a transition, by the way. This is where we bring Dead Dick bodies to betting. Transition <laughs> of the century. I got yeah, a good way to wrap where, this up. This Sports is where betting. Dick comes <laughs> Hold up. I got a good How many here. dead bodies? Will I've we been so out of the loop, I didn't even know they were doing that. Dude, yeah. So, Bally Sports is the title sponsor for the Angler of the Year title. And Interesting. Sports betting deal. So, I'm, I'm curious how they're going to place odds on this guy. I was texting Panger about this, and I was like, dude, did they call you? Like, this is your jam. And 
like I'm I'm curious because I've never been someone who's been into like betting on sports games and stuff, but like I follow fantasy fishing enough and not as much on MLF, but I what still was follow Hanger's it. response. Uh no, I haven't got that call yet. <laughs> well, like I'm you. sure he had an opinion. Like, come well, on. Well, like, no, yeah, yeah, but like more of his more of his opinion was like, I don't think he realized that it was actually going to be betting because he was like, he was like, yeah, like I think they're just a title sponsor for now. I'm like, no, I think they're going to be like betting. Um, so they're betting. Yeah, like it, I'm curious. To, I'm I'm excited to see it, man. Like I think it's I think there's a potential to draw more people to the sport. Like I, I don't know. Like I think that people uh, are into that stuff. I, I think so yeah. too, personally. I think True. that if if anything, it's just going to bring one, bring more money to the sport, and two, maybe it might not bring as many people as we think into the sport, but I think it'll bring more attention to the sport because it'll bring people outside that are like, "Oh, I can bet on fishing now." Wait, wait, wait. hold on, hold on. Like, pro bass fishing on like, draft things one hundred and one. Loud, and I know I'm like a lot to handle. But out of the rest of you guys on here, am I the only one thinking like, is this the people we want like involved in our industry? Am I the only one thinking that? Can someone please support me? Dude, there's sports betting in everything. I'll kind of agree with you. I'll kind of agree with you. Yeah, I don't totally understand that. Local politics elections. If you, I just don't if feel like right Bally's. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, are, are you saying, Joe, that you think like someone's gonna pay, like, has a bet on some guy to like do really well and is gonna pay off a few like heavy Have hitters you... to like not do well that that tournament? I, I, I'm what just. What are we getting at? I'm just oh, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what's the negative side of this? I'm confused, dude. To me, the negative side of it is like, don't you guys watch movies? Have you not seen The Gambler? Like, okay, or or Ben Affleck in whatever that movie in Cuba was, or whatever. Like, I don't Batman, know. Batman. Are Are you just, thinking just, somebody's going to Pete Rose themselves? Well, I, I'm just saying, like, I, th- I think it'd be really as hard. A to general be rule. There's not enough money. Rule, the sponsors of events in professional bass fishing tend to be very reputable and when we start to open the door for one slightly different type of sponsor what like is browsers gonna start like sponsoring an event next reality I don't see it going that way <laughs> I know, but I'm just like, I'm just saying, like, then where do we draw the line? When we start stretching the boundaries of this industry that's so established and very respectable, when we start stretching the boundaries, like, where does it end is my question. Like, my... is money all that matters anymore? Like, will, will yes. like... I, I know. I, I know the answer to that. Like, it was, I, I think, you know, Joe, was like, Joe, full disclosure, I think this is a way to have <laughs> I think way a much better sponsor to have than a tobacco company, which Bassmaster already has as a sponsor, which is, okay. I think, more negative than a potentially profiting. As someone who works in the drug and alcohol I was gonna say. and prevention industry, I believe I should speak on all of these. And Alcohol, nicotine, and gambling are all diagnosable brain diseases and addictions. So I don't think one is better than another. 
But it could be an equal platform. Equal platform. I, I don't want to segue. I can get on board with that. I don't want to segue off of this topic too much, but I want to just put a point out there that I think I've said a few times on the show, and it's Dick Duckett here saying, "What would we rather have, respectable or have the grow uh, the sport grow a lot faster?" Both, personally, and I've heard a f- couple guys talk about this. I think the sport's already grown. I think there's only a certain capacity for fishing because we only have so many bodies of water. I think there's certain niches of fishing that can grow, right. but right. I think as far as the so, niche, so that- we're all in. If, There's only if, so much we can grow. And I agree with you. So oh. my next response to that becomes, so, like, is it now going to turn into, like, and I oh, this could stir the pot, but, like, is it going to turn into our Bass's sponsors, like, more respectable or MLF sponsors, like, more respectable? No. So now does it turn no. into this, like, money battle and respectability I don't think anyone issue? cares. No, Here's the deal. Okay, are we not? It is are other sports not respectable because of the gambling side of things? Because that's been going on for a long time. I love it. Yeah. I play yeah, DraftKings like, every day. Okay. <laughs> and that's not me, but like, but like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it's a like a, a, a loss of respect aspect, in my opinion. Like, I think it's a way uh, for Major League Fishing to say, "Look, we want to get on this fantasy division, and clearly it's successful." Like, it is awesome. It keeps people super interactive in the sport. I'm obsessed with fantasy fishing. If there's money to throw at it, I've never, like, I mean, I'll, I'll go, I'll play poker, I'll do some stuff. Like, I'll probably throw some money at this. Like, I'd like to yeah, see okay. what happens. You okay. Know? I mean, like, so, like, I, like, I can respect Bateman and you both saying that because, so, like, the culture that I grew up in, like, rural, East Bumble, Nowhere, Pennsylvania, like, we just have a different culture, but to hear you from Colorado and you from Tennessee be like, but I'm from Kentucky. Well, whatever. But like, okay, so like two different parts, thing, right, two parts of the country that are much different than where right. I grew up. Like that just means I'm I'm ignorant to the fact that culture is different somewhere else. So it's why I asked the question. Like, no, I think it's, it's a good eye opening to hear you guys say that. It's because you're from New Jersey. I'm not from New Jersey, but like New Jersey's like that far away. Like, you know, I'm going to go take a big old New Jersey after the show. Just spit in your room. The only thing, here here would be my point on this. So I like the idea. Matter of fact, I talked about it before, like on some of my streams that I would love to see professional bass fishing get into the DraftKings or FanDuel market. Dude, it's a niche that people would play. I mean, you don't have to bet $100. Dude, I play nickel and quarter, you know, football games every day or or basketball, whatever. It's not a big investment. But I feel like no one's heard of Bally's unless you're, like, into the casino scene. It'd been even better if you could get that licensing with a DraftKings or a FanDuel because that brings it out to a huge, huge uh, market audience. And, And let's just call it a lot of that audience is gambling, you know, I know people that play FanDuel, they, they they don't even have a favorite NFL team, but they can tell you all about the salaries and the fantasy moves and stuff mm. like that. And I, I think that's cool, but negative, and, and I'll say this, I don't mean this bad, uh, Santa's little helper, and it's not really you, but everybody wants the sport to grow. Like, if you want it to grow, you've got to put get money to put into it. But every time it seems like we get these outside sponsors or, or different things going to grow the sport there's a group of people and i'm not really singling you out that go oh no. 
Nope, don't like that. We can't do that. Let's just, no, nope, we don't want that money in there. I don't like them. Well, you know what? NASCAR grew from what it was, and I hate comparing fishing to NASCAR, but it went from just kind of a hillbilly effect, and then all this money come in, tobacco companies, beer companies, Dell Jr., you know, Budweiser, you know, all that stuff. When all that money came in from all those, whatever you call it, sponsors, non-endemic sponsors, that's when it really grew. Will that ever happen to bass fishing? I don't know. I really feel like the community thinks it's bigger than it really is. And I love fishing. I love tournament fishing. Uh, you know, and hey, I'm a guy, I buy shit all the time. You know, well, I mean, if you Unfortunately. put it into that nutshell, right? There's probably what, a couple million people who follow bass fishing, like two to three million. If you take it in a whole nutshell of what the population in the United States is, it's 320-something million people. So it's like 1% of the entire yeah. population that follows bass fishing. Right. That's peanuts, man. Absolute peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. And what's, one thing and to go off that is we, we talk about cigarettes and alcohol and stuff. How many times have you ever seen on MLF or bass, um, thrift or fighter, like just just – Firing up a smoke. Dark. Never. Never. Dark. Yeah. Never see it. Dark. You're right. Unless yeah. you're watching Bassmaster replays, then you yeah. will see it. Smoking heaters, <laughs> rubbing heaters. <laughs> Seth, Seth goes, yo, Wes, shut that camera off. I'm going to have a dart. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. That's just those guys being real professional about it, and I get that, you know. Yeah. Some so of them are hiding a dip, you know. Here's a quick, a quick thing that I kind of thought about it too. You know, in just talking about it, I didn't have this, you know, when this came out. But what I was thinking about was, you know, when you, when you're looking at your betting on sports, or say you're having a fantasy football league, and I'm not speaking on everybody, but there is a group of people that, like, when you draft a certain player, say an NFL or hockey or whatever, that you almost like you become to know them, obviously, because once you draft them. And maybe say if you're social media savvy, you look them up, maybe you follow them. Maybe to, to anglers, this might be a plus for them because it's more they're reaching a broader audience to bring back to their following, which and then in turn makes them look better to sponsors because they're reaching hmm. this broader audience. I think betting for anglers is a huge thing because a guy that's just willing to blow money, you might look up a guy and maybe see how – I mean, this is also betting on – people like being smart enough to look it up but like looking at their social media seeing how practice is going or just like simply just wanting to follow the person in general i think for the anglers it's a big plus i think in general it's a big plus i think you need to stay positive until negative reasons arise and then you know correct your decisions properly once negative things do arise i think you just can't assume negative just because history i I was actually more on board until your argument I was at like, mm. dude, because I think the reactive strategy is um, like, let's let's pretend like problems don't exist until they exist. I don't like that strategy in business. I, I was more on board until you spoke, mm. Bailey. I think See, with this, I, though, I think with betting, though, it can actually be really beneficial. <laughs> I think if you go into everything with assume the worst, I, I get that it's smart. But I think if you have the assume the worst strategy, it you prevent yourself from being successful. In some cases, some cases you're like, yeah, clear. I think the fact that this is a even a conversation is like fishing's problem in general. 
Like, we never want to keep up with times. We never want to push the envelope. We never want to do yeah, anything. We're, we're run by behind. boomers that don't want to change anything, and we need to do everything like we did in 1974. It's like you should be banging down the door to get sports yes. betting into like, this. You should be banging down the door for any sort of of audience and any sort of draw, any sort of money. any Because yeah. the problem that's with basketball yeah, the problem with bass fishing in general is what you said, Andy, where you've got two to three million people in the United States that are interested in, bra- in bass fishing. And then the, he almost what we, said what, Brazier's. I know. You guys have my mind in terrible places right now. <laughs> it's a normal yes. hack. Don't blame, don't blame <laughs> us. <laughs> but you have, you have two to three million people that are interested in bass fishing, and we did the dumbest thing in the world, which is we fractured that even more into yeah. now they have to go to bass MLF, MLFLW, whatever the hell we call it now, right? Yeah, when you're talking about, like uh, someone earlier was talking about professional football, we all know what that means, NFL. When you talk about professional basketball, we all know what that means, NBA. When you talk about professional bass fishing, got no idea, right? You got to give me more information than that because there's five different pots to pull from. But you should, like, I work in. We've all had to explain it. Dude, that's money, Andrew. Yeah, and I work in pro sports like for my day job, and Ohio is supposed to get betting on sports betting next year, and we can't wait. Like you, you just need to—it's coming eventually. So you're either going to get with it or get left behind. Okay. And you, you don't need to sit here and drag your feet and be like, oh, you know, it might attract the wrong kind of people. It's like just need to attract people in general because well, otherwise, let's you, just bring more audience. Kudos, yeah. kudos to MLS. Yeah, because the people are going to decide if it's going to work or not. Yeah. Right. That is also a good point, Andrew. A lot of the southern states, uh, Kentucky's like, I don't really consider it the south. You're like Midwest. Tennessee sports betting's legal, but there's a lot of states in the south still sports betting's not legal. Like, you can play DraftKings and stuff, but you can't win money. You know, yeah, you know so how many rednecks are waiting to throw money to bet on a bass fisherman they've been watching for 20 years? <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw five bucks on thrift this year. People do it inside. Side, I mean, in fantasy fishing all the time, right? Like, just imagine you and a couple of buddies yeah. throw some money together. Just imagine how many horny kayakers would be ready to throw a twenty dollars bill at Kristen Fisher. <laughs> oh, I don't think the money involved is going to be like that, anything compared to other sports. It's over. <laughs> if Christine is listening, I am sorry. <laughs> I like her. She's great, by the way. And she the thing is, that's the smartest awesome twenty dollars you can throw in, in kayak fishing right now. It's, it's on so Christine is a hammer. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, all right. if you got $100 to spend to lay on some guys who you, who you lay at first tournament of the year, who are your stone-cold logs? I mean, well, you got to pick Jacob Wheeler every yeah. event. Jacob yeah. Wheeler. Up north, Justin Lucas is always going to be in it. Like, the guys that just catch a ton of fish with the MLF. And it's not that hard to look it up. Like, if you go back and look at statistics from every event, you have the play. same 10 guys – we're in the t- top ten just about every single time. It's Evers, Atafo, like yeah. you know. You know what's going to suck about this is that there's it's not ever going to change. Where it's like when you sports bet, it's two different teams every time. It's the two different spreads. Yeah. It's you know home and away things like that. If you're just betting on the same group of fifty guys, you know, fishing over and over again, like those odds are always going to be the same almost for every tournament. Like Jacob Wheeler is going to be minus five thousand, and the guy that's you know at the bottom of the the pile is always going to be plus you know thirteen thousand five hundred. Like pick. nothing's ever going to change. But James it's be fun Elon to look at the odds every time. Every tournament because he's either going to be no. in the top ten and you're going to make some bomb. money on it, or oh, he's going to bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, you need no, the no, no. Guys. So, so yeah. to all this, uh, Dick Duck has, has a lot of good points in the feed here. And he's talking about like the <laughs> like, like, like oh, basically God. having to uh, come up with, with odds in all these different situations, right? And that's what that is what Fanger, I guess, did get into is he's like, dude, it's so hard to set odds with all this stuff. But, like, there's so many more variables in fishing. And I think that kind of makes it fun, right? But like to me, it's going to be uh, finding the diamonds in the rough. And I feel like, from like a, a fantasy fishing perspective, the reason going back to Bailey's point of like typing up anglers, like that has happened because of fantasy fishing guaranteed or like yeah. some guy that breaks through with something and it's like, oh man, I had him on my team because I looked at like, he's from this area and, and that those kinds of things. One one other point that, that is could be a play. I mean, this is all kudos again to the MLF guy, but okay. You know how they have that package, and I could be wrong here. I've never, I saw that there's like a monthly fee package to like get full statistics on anglers as far as like what bait they were using where they were catching fish during events now hold up like all these guys actually if if it takes off and people are spending money how many guys are going to pay for the monthly deal right like how many people do you know every major sports better will pay into that just because they want an advantage all the stats right like i've heard of guys like in fantasy fishing or not fantasy, fantasy football leagues right like where you pay for those different services to have complete picks like set up for you or stats analytics yeah exactly and so i'm I'm curious maybe that's part of this play too is pushing people back to get into that level yeah like if you it's an additional revenue driver sorry bailey no no you're good but like i agree i don't know i don't know if i'm into it as much i don't know i i'm 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 riding this roller coaster as we talk about all these things different strokes for different folks greg hackney said it best yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you don't think that fantasy fishing plays into an angler's coverage on live or Bassmaster Live, I mean, you can look at the correlation for years. So you, I mean, look at our text group, angler. Yeah. Like every event. Oh crap! I chose so and so. Oh yes! Like look who just caught a five pounder, right? Like it's the same as watching fantasy football and watching. I, I mean, it's... I do feel fantasy fishing is a lot more of a wild card than football. Oh, for sure. Ooh, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah and that's like, what Dick just said. Go to Lake Fork, mm. everybody chooses guys from Texas, and then usually it's like a guy from Ontario, a guy from Florida that does well, a guy from Oklahoma, and then all your Rick five picks from Texas blow it. Yeah, I mean, Kevin, to, to kind of relate to what you're talking about, it's like, you know, fantasy fishing, you know, obviously there's so many different variables. I mean, like you said, how you're, that guy in Kentucky came back and his co-angler was sitting on his spot with a – you know, tin rig, whatever, catching all his fish, you know, anglers have to deal with that versus, you know, fantasy football. The the closest thing they have to deal with that is some random ass streaker going through the stadium. That's about as close as they'll get to somebody blowing yeah, up. Maybe a, a weather change. Yeah. yeah, weather change. But like, I mean, that's as close to a variable change that anyone in sports is going to have. But John, yeah, what are you going to say? Like that Can I bring up a topic? I, I, I don't want to call any names out, but I've, I've messaged with someone on this podcast about it because someone dropped the name Rick Klon. Um, when does the Legends exception, Legends exception need to end? Uh, if we're going to be real about it. I don't um, think there should be a Legends exception. Yeah, I agree. I don't agree. Look, I, I see both sides of it. I think that, and I'll, we'll just put it out there, Like, I think if you're going to be and claim the best trail – you know, the best in the world, you need to have it be that way that you're actually having the best in the world. And I, but I understand 
business side that people will follow certain anglers. But if you're going to claim to be the best in the world, you can't keep people around that didn't earn their keep, didn't earn their way. No Real offense quick. to. I don't agree. What if the Legends exemption only applied to the Bassmaster Classic? I could get with that. Be, that could be cool. Like I you can't fish that. the Elite Series, but if you're a legend and you've won a classic in the past or an AOI, you would get a free pass to the classic every year, and you can choose when you want to fish. I think you should right. get a one-time redemption. Once. I think once. One one time. I think you should That's only true. get one legend exemption point. That's all you should get. And you I don't get think... two years to last. Two years. Well, I just think, like, the year you would get kicked out, the, all they'll do is, like, year you're up to get kicked out again if your two years suck and they add up the points and you're out for your two-year total you're out then like you better you better wreck them the following year but i think you only get to use legends exemption one time i don't think we should get rid of it i like one time because here's the deal it's like kevin van dam qualified for how many straight bassmaster classics right and then he didn't right and i'm not saying he got to the point where he was out but let's talk about why KDD did not qualify for the Bassmaster Classic that year. And it's really obvious. Kevin was on too many shows and ran too much business and decided at the same time while running business to be home with his family. And I think he's earned that right to screw up for one year. He was the greatest in the game at that time. And But you are so great if you're a legend in the sport. You should be able to pick up the slack the next year. And I, I think they would agree with that, too. I think Kevin would just say, hey, if I didn't come back with a vengeance the next year, then I do suck. Like, I don't want to be yeah. out, but take me out. You know what? You're right. I sucked. Make me get back in if I want in. Like, ask me what I'm made of. I, I think I think the greatest legends in our sport would say that, too. I think you get one. I think it's not a legends exemption. It's a legends point. Or, either- or a legends pass. Yeah, here's my here's my response to that, and this is what I'd be really curious to hear is I've only heard one. I mean, and it might be because I've missed it somewhere, but the only response I've had to someone who has been given the opportunity at a legends exemption was Mike Akinelli, and he de- he chose to decline it and make it through the opens, which he did like a badass. But like everyone else that's been given a legends exemption, I haven't heard a response to what they think about it. You know, I'd, I'd rather hear from the anglers what they think about it versus what us mm. from the outside, a fan perspective, or the league. You're Joe, you're on mute, or like what Bass, <laughs> what Bassmaster thinks as a business. Because I, I understand the business side. I really do. Like, if you want to keep your ratings up, you got to keep the people that people want to watch. Let I me ask that. a question. Out of all those legends, who's selling more stuff right now? Mike Iaconelli, Rick Klein, or David Fritz? Ike, all, all of them. We're all Ike. selling or Klon. No, Ike. All, I mean, like, you, I don't think it's a besides I, tactical I bass and Mike Iaconelli is uh, the number one tackle warehouse affiliate. Yeah, I figured. And, and trust I mean, look, me, like, tactical the Brit side. Okay, and, but, but I think Ike, man, tactical probably blows them away, though, doesn't he? Don't yeah. They? But still, I, if you knew how much tactical was making for Ike to be number two, he's still making some bank. And that's only wow. Tackle Warehouse. That's not the other 9,000 endeavors right. that Ike already has his hands in. Yeah. So Ike's still I don't know. I, I, think, I think him him making the choice of not taking a legend exemption and going back through the opens and qualifying the way more clout. 
way more. I respected the living shit out of that. That was the most badass move I've seen in the past. Oh, well, there's two other guys there. Oh, oh, Hackney right? the same EP thing. And Hackney. Yeah, like, yeah. Hackney I mean, I was, the same yeah. thing the year before. So why are we giving Ike and Ellie all this blah, blah, blah? Like, Hack did it a year before him. I'd be more I impressive if Bogo could do it. <laughs> I think part. I think part of this. There's no Hold legend. There, Who's Boga? So so. so, so what about, but the bro, do you I even think, fish? How much yeah, time right? you got, buddy? <laughs> this could go on for like another two hours. <laughs> hold, hold up, hold up. So so one thing, and I could be wrong here. I don't. Iconelli is a part owner, right? In as far as the the select anglers in Major League Fishing, yes. I think that's why it's impressive. And it's not, and that's not that way with Hackney. I believe I could be wrong, but that's why I think it's cool to see uh, to see something like that happen. I here's like that. He's gonna make money say, on bass and make money on thing, MLF though. on the back end. Dude, he is just a business man. Like it comes down to it. Like the day he qualified, my buddy Drew Iconelli, day two of the St. Lawrence River. I mean, good friend. He was over here yesterday, right? So my buddy Chris said. He asked Ike why he was doing what he was doing. And Ike said, because I'll be a nutcase on tour if I would have used my Legends exemption. And we all know Mike Iaconelli has struggled with his mental health. He's been real open about it a few different times. Dude, like, the dude just flat out said it wasn't because he was trying to do anything special. He had to prove it to himself that he could fish at that level. He wasn't trying to set a precedent of any kind. He just wanted to make sure he could still hack it. If he wasn't going to do this TV show gig and all this other stuff, all these millions of things that Bailey mentioned he's got his hat in, he wanted to say, I want to know if I can still fish with these guys. And, and he that's did how it he on was one tour, to too. One open tour. Because he only fished in Northern Opens. But, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. But, like. I mean, even like, and we talked about this on the pod, on one of the podcasts you guys had me on, like, dude, he only needed to fish one because even freaking, uh, uh, not Hallman, uh, uh, Upshaw said, I mean, dude, if I couldn't do it with that schedule, I think Ike would have punched himself in the face. Like he would have been upset. Like Mike's hard on himself. I don't think it's outrageous to believe he would have punched himself in the face. He set himself (laughs) water bottles in the forehead. Like, you know, he, it was a schedule that lined up for him. If he couldn't do it with that schedule, why do it at all? Like that's Mike Iaconelli holds himself to a high standard. Yeah, and I will admit that I was wrong in forgetting that Hackney did exactly the same thing Ike did, but Ike's getting all the attention for for doing that. So good, good point, Joe. I'll, I'll uh... more popular angler, right? Uh, yeah, Dude. yeah, yeah. Here's here's what's cool though. I think it's cool to see guys like us sitting here talking about it because the people who are serious about this and watch this stuff pay attention to everything, right? Like I think it's the situations like this are really cool where. We dig way into to this stuff. It's like I think uh, I don't know. Is it bananas? We've been talking about this for twenty five minutes. Yeah, we went from not so serious to back to serious. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about dead bodies, and now we're arguing. Serious. We can't help ourselves. Hey, we're I, gonna I, we're gonna I, get I, serious about bass fishing eventually. And thank right. you to all the viewers that have stayed tuned in for yeah. two hours and twenty minutes of shenanigans. All eight of them. Yeah. All eight of them. Thank wow. you. All eight. Burn. Like that's not very nice, Joe. Well, I mean, like I can. You have to add the amount of people in right. here. So those, like, those are real. Those are real viewers. Some podcasters claim twenty thousand downloads, but these are real viewers. 
I mean, I've talked to Bailey about this a million times. Like a million people are like, not a million. I, I, I'm speaking like in generalities. A ton of people will listen to this on iTunes. Hopefully they don't turn it off too early. Like, but like, you know. Three people. You got three people. Hold on. I, I know a really good way for us to just really boost this live viewership. You ready? I'm not getting naked. There we go. There we go. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm, I'm just really? kidding, Joe. You can come back. I'm not getting I'm naked. You're wrong. I'm I not getting naked. I wanted to have a, co- a competition to who has the bigger nose, me or Joe. So if we could do a side profile. Oh, dude, come on. Yeah. Sorry, I'm taking, I, I, I'm taking Joe. I'm taking Joe. Day. Wow. Dude, I didn't put up with 12 years of schooling and, and, and this big bird beak to not win this contest. <laughs> Women love those noses, though. Oh, well, <laughs> don't get me started why. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. I, I do feel some errors, though. And we're back. To get on, I guess, uh, the horse again. I do feel there's some errors, though, that, like, there's other sports making money in certain stuff that bass fishing doesn't do. So, mm-hmm. like, you look at MLB, NBA, all that. Uh, you look at all the sales in, like, clothing, T-shirts. Well, that's the same thing. Clothing and memorabilia and stuff like that. Bass fishing tried that several years ago. Back back when I was working with Mike Otten, we had the Classic Patterns TV show. We had a booth at Pittsburgh, and we had uh, clothing for Van Dam, Iconelli, Timmy Horton, Kelly Jordan, all the guys on the show. The only people that bought anything, and no offense to any of the guys, we sold KVD shirts, Iconelli shirts, and all the other anglers may have sold two or three T-shirts. It was just it was kind of a weird deal, but... You know, unless you're selling MLF merch at Walmart that's just like Major League Fishing stuff or bass, it's I, I just don't know if the market's out there. But if you, I'll, I'm going to show my age when I say that something that's really huge right now, it's really made a comeback, is sports cards. Like, it's unreal the money people are spending in yeah. sports cards. And I don't just mean bad. NFL, NBA, but UFC, all kinds of, really? any sport, even they've got like celebrity cards now. In 1993, there was a Bassmaster set of cards. I got the whole set. No way. And they're worth a lot of money right now. Why doesn't someone like Bass or, or MLF, let's get in that market. That's something that people can spend. Untapped. It's NFTs. untapped. We're going to NFTs. Yeah, NFTs, sports cards. I'm putting a copyright Should on right here. None of us have any liquidity to like get together and like make this our thing. Like, so wait, should I be I've already researched it. I've already researched it. It just takes a little bit of coin. All right. So you start selling some of those baits behind you. I'll drop some of the Japanese stuff in my place, and we'll be able to afford, what, seven or eight cards? Oh, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The deal is, is can you get – can a company – let's say say we all pull together and say, hey, we're going to start, you know, Master Baiting Cards or whatever. (laughs) And uh, that's a terrible name. The deal is, can't look that one up on the internet, kids. Do not. The deal is, can you get that? Can you get the licensing for? It? And if you do get it licensed by Bassmaster MLF, are you going to have to pay these anglers royalties, or do you do like Panini Sports Cards does? You say, like King Griffey Junior is going to sign a bunch of cards. They pay Griffey like one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty dollars a signature. 
you roll Matt Robertson in here and say, hey, Matt, I'm going to let you sign 500 cards. I'm giving you $5 a card. Is he going to do that, or is he going to go, oh, it ain't worth my time? Yeah, you, well, you he, do it for individual anglers, but they wouldn't be like MLF or Bass licensed memorabilia, right? That's the thing with sports cards is tops can go to the MLB Players Association, which represents all the MLB players, and they can knock that you know, all out with one stone. It's the same thing. Like, this comes back to wh- why it's a problem that our whole industry is so fractured because there's not one person that you can go to and be like, I want to make this. You would have to go to five different governing bodies who have five different sets of rules who these people may think it's worth this. These people may want this type of deal and it just doesn't work. But there's nothing to say you couldn't make your own designed Matt Robertson card and you design it and you print it and you pay Matt, you know, privately to sign them. That's yours. It just yeah, can't I think have, I'll do it anyway. It just can't be licensed. Yeah. It, but am I, I going to have to Photoshop all the sponsor logos out on jerseys? That's up to him, right? I guess he's the only other person in this deal anymore. You're not you're not involving Bass or MLF or anybody. You're just Easy this is enough. a one-on-one deal with the angler. So it'd be up to them, right? They'd be like, "Hey, yeah, I need my jersey with the right sponsors." He'd be like, "No, I don't care, man. This could be a you pay me $3,000, I'll sign 300 cards and we're done." Matt Robertson, his animal fur, animal fur jacket on him hat, autographed card, Hollow. sell a ton. Yeah, holograph. Yeah, first yeah. edition. I think he'd be really. Edition. I think if you got done it the right way, and instead of insert, you could do the insert cards, and maybe you know you pull one, and hey, this is Iconelli's auto, and you know you make it a chase thing. It may be a very limited market. I'm. I, Maybe I'm thinking Dude, too big. People, you yeah. might get a hundred thousand buyers. Super but limited. The deal is if it's got value on the secondary market. Look, my son's got into this. Dude, I've spent like four hundred dollars in three weeks on sports cards. It's ridiculous. But I got a phone check and tell you. Dude, he pulled one the other day. It's like a four hundred dollar card. That's awesome. And I'm like, oh shit. Now I got my money back. I'm even now. But that's why people are doing it. Again, it's kind of gambling. You know. All right. I'm off my horse. I don't, I don't think the I don't think the market's big enough for fishing. Like kind of. What like, I wonder not, too not, is if, if it's because the sports yeah. market, like professional sports, like the big four, you know, like if it's because of their audience base being like very spread out in different age brackets, like dude, the audience base in the bass fishing world right now is like very specific to like a certain type of like. Got a party. Age group, you know, is like so? like. How many pro anglers are in their 20s at the moment, and how many college kids are following them in that 18 to 22 age year age group? I think there's more kids. So, like in the age where we were when we were collecting sport cards, I think you take that age, that generation now, I think they more care about getting replies on Instagram from their favorite athlete or whomever than they do actually having a sport card. I don't think that really re- like resonates at all. But there's but there's value. But Bailey, like, the, what what Bateman was saying is like, what's crazy is the value has gone up on these cards, mm-hmm. like oh, from tenfold. previous right. You it's like legitimate eighty cent card is worth ten bucks now, or a, a fifty dollar card is worth like twenty five hundred. We're also talking about the big four not fishing. Yeah. yeah oh no no yeah dude but, but, but she or something ridiculous. But, no like yeah I hundred percent agree from the standpoint of fishing being too small. It's not a big four like I I get all that. Um, you, but but what I'm saying is is like we're starting to see like these new things like 
and I'm someone who's not versed in it, but I have taken some time to research the NFTs and all this all this whole new realm of people investing in in weird situations. It's just like I, I think when people are passionate about something, there is some value there. I don't know if it's sports card or the answer, but you've seen how fantasy fishing has worked out. Imagine well, what I, the kayak fishermen would pay for a Christine Fisher card. Oh <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Moving on. Uh, yeah. But like if we if we go to this aspect that you're saying, Deacon, Deacon, what about like um beautiful wall art paintings, right? Such a small dissect like a tiny little portion of the world's population uh follows like these crazy art wall paintings. Yeah. It could be the same way with fishing the fishing platform right you have a very small specialized group who follows it and is willing to pay an x amount for said card like they would for a wall painting that maybe a hundred people would ever see in their lifetime and they're dropping four hundred thousand dollars well here's another point though too is that like an nft is way more universal than fishing is and also fishing Mm -hmm. and hunting are collectively joined together in our society and they're trying to get rid of that content on all of our social media in our world because they're mm. trying to see less of it. I don't think there's anything anywhere for fishing in terms of trading cards. And there's no more of a, a specific angler in his community, his her community, and that's it. I think you'll get sell a few, but you're not going to get rich off it, and it's never going to be popular. That's my personal. Hey. Damn, just crushing my damn dreams right here. God, I think you, yeah, just don't go into fishing for it, bait man. Just stay in the big four or Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever, then you'll do it. But I don't think fishing sport cards will never be a th- I don't think it'll ever be a thing. As, uh, uh, as, thing. as the Everybody's number one fan fan for uh, Rich Dick, Richard Dick Duckett, the problem in our industry, all of our money goes into tackle, grass, and boats. Pretty much, no one wants to buy sports cards, and that's the truth. Sports cards aren't going to buy, aren't going to catch the fish for you. So. Did you just see what I said too? I said I think what I said is very, very like true. Like, dude, at you saw the Sandlot when you were a kid. Like, if they oh, yeah. if they had a ball over the fence, the only thing they needed to play was they had to go find fifty nine cents or ninety nine cents to get another ball. Like the pay to play in our sport is redonkulous. Yep. So I think those ain't cheap, dude. <laughs> but think of, think about anything that's ever had trading cards. It's big four sports. It's the what you guys said, right? Like Pokemon or things like that. All of those have nostalgia going for them. That's why they're yeah. booming back up. We have no nostalgia in fishing trading card. It's just it hasn't been around. That's why those things keep going because there's a resurgence with every generation with trading cards with you know baseball and basketball and football and pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and whatever they go in these like 20 year cycles because that new generation comes up and gets their dad's old cards or whatever and they get into it and then the old ones go up in value and then the ones from their childhood go up in value and it's just it's something that i think would be hard to jumpstart. yeah i mean guys aren't keeping signed packs of levi garrett from david fritz hanging around or anything yeah <laughs> just wait that's me yeah yeah, and uh, well, Brian the Carpenter does have an empty signed uh, carton of Marlboro Lights that Fighter did sign for him. At, you know, like, hey, I have a signed, I have a signed fishing thing. I'll nerd out for a second. Hold on a second. I thought he was gonna like pull up, like. It better be I Bill Dance hat. I saw his leg come up. I was like, what's he gonna show us? Speedo. Is he wearing speedos? <laughs> Look at this legend right here. Bang, bang. 
Wow. Oh, that's yeah. what's up, there Andrew. <laughs> that's that's what's that's up. Great. NFT that one. Is yeah. Bill Dance the most universally recognized angler? Yes. 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 And go to the, go to the classic and see if he's he's like the yep. line, like that. Dude, I'm convinced they're gonna keep dragging him to the classic like two or three years after he actually passes away. He's just gonna be on <laughs> like weekends, like weekend weekend Bernie's. Bernie's. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, man. I, I think uh, I think if and maybe you know maybe this is a horrible hot take, but like I think if Fat Cat Newton kept his persona and didn't sign with MPFL, that he could have been like. I'm not gonna call him the next Bill Dance by any means, but like the next universally known character in fishing. I don't even think he's on the radar. Matt Robertson is way above him. Yeah, and I like Fat Cat. That's nothing against Brandon Paul. Fat Cat Newton's presence is way bigger. Fat Cat hasn't done anything for months. Listen, he's been at NFL. I saw this guy at an expo, and I didn't know who he was. There was no one talking. He was at, like, the cashing booth or something. It was just this big guy. It was at the, the booth, and everybody's walking right by him. No one knew who he was, like, that kind of stuff. I don't think that – Like I said, it's, it wasn't it's, again, it's a very small niche of people, I think, that, that know him and like him a lot. I will say I had – when I had lunch with Matt Robertson, I think two or three weeks ago, his brand is going to grow tremendously, I think, in the next year outside of fishing. With the Dude, he, and, uh, Billy Strings yeah. is wearing his shit at concerts. He's one of the Billy. smartest guys I've ever talked to in my life. Yeah. Concerning your branding and how you do things. Dude, Matt's a badass. Yeah. yeah. That video of him blowing up his deer decoy Dude, was the funniest so hilarious. God, Damn, so good. I hear him on the naughty list. Brian <laughs> <laughs> deer season. Matt has <laughs> ran some crazy <laughs> ideas through me that... That's just like the tip of the iceberg of how Matt thinks. He's got all these crazy ideas. And yeah, not so good. Of course he does, yeah. dude. He tapped the are. Bass logo on his arm. Like, but he is us, right? He is yeah. He is all of us that are in Podunk, Nowhere, Ohio, that fish with ugly sticks and have a John yeah. Boat. Like, he's us. That's you why everybody not- loves him. <laughs> Should, wait, if that's the case, then should we call uh, Bassmaster the No Fun League because they made him put his jersey back on? Yeah, I know. That was disappointing, right? I mean, in the NBA, you can wear a jersey and you have neck, ta- neck tattoos. I don't see there's any what's, – what's wrong with having right. cut-off sleeves? So are I mean, we comparing Bass to the New York Yankees is what we're saying? You had to have like, Why do we have to put fishermen on this platform that says you have to dress like it's you're going to church? By God, you're out fishing. Yeah, he's yeah. still got the the bass crest visible, right? Yeah. Who cares? Rocket. Got the tattooed on. It's dope, dude. People love that, and especially when he went up and smashed the two water bottles. Dude, Can you imagine how much awesome. more hype he'd get if he was smashing two natty lights? Oh, you yeah. knew he tried to. He had to ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, wait, I got a question. Who pounded the beer on the classic stage? Was it Corey? Someone got in trouble, didn't they? I heard. The, did he get in trouble? Was my question. I thought Corey was on like that uh, one of the up on the north swing when he. Oh, was it the St. Lawrence? He pounded a beer. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, I think it was Did up get north. Fined, it wasn't like Matt got fined. On oh, P.S. Hayes, I wish I had hair like you. Which Matt, which which find him, Matt? Are you talking about the <laughs> the Jersey one? No, no, I know Matt got fined. Did Corey get fined? Uh. I was wondering what's worse. Like, 
Which is odd because like you're allowed to have beer and you know tobacco sponsors, but you can't have a beer on the show. I don't know. Well, and and you can't wear a cutoff with like a and have the right body yeah. art. I don't know. It's seen yeah, I remember years ago it was kind of controversial when Bass told guys they're not allowed to like wear blue jeans and stuff on the stage. Basically, not allowed to look like Forrest Gump anymore. Like. They had to have watching them. Why are we fighting that? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, the guys that spend the money, I mean, obviously there's a niche group of guys that like mega bass and high end stuff and probably live in super nice houses and have fake trophy wives and all that. That's cool. But <laughs> the, ma- the majority of guys, I'll are, marry them. The majority of guys that are into bass fishing, tackle nuts, nerds, buying all this stuff. Are blue collar guys that work forty to fifty hours a week that you know make less than sixty grand a year, and they do it because they love the sport and everything about it. And that's why Matt is way more successful right now than a lot of guys that are really trying to find their niche. Resonation. Or, yeah, it resonates. Well, it's, it, dude, it's resonation. But you know what? Here's the deal with with Matt Robertson. I I've got plenty of buddies who who are not who are not resonating with Matt at all, but they love freaking watching it. They have ne- never, you know, have not grown up the same way Matt did. That and like, and that, was, that was my fantastic. point when I said... Because the dude can freaking catch him. Hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Tiger King. Nobody resonated, but everyone watched. Right, exactly. 100% <laughs> <of> entertainment. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, Again, they go back to the whole a wild story, like not even a wild story. Matt Robertson shows up to his first classic in like this fur coat, and then two years later, he shows up again, and now he's on the Elite Series, and everybody knows who he is. But they remember that first classic he made. He Dave made Martin a business made I a memorable that, impression, and now everybody knows who he is. So his platform is sky high. Well, like my my introduction. To Matt Robertson, I was fishing in open as a co-angler on, uh, and where was it, the Arkansas River, and he rolls up, and this was uh, this was the year before I believe he made the elite, and he rolls up, and he puts his, I think it was a Triton at the time, and we're like at way and getting out of everything, and he freaking throws it up on the bank, He's like Bruh! and pulls it up on the bank, drops his motor in the mud. And he turns around, and I literally—I'm not—I kid you not. Like, I, I think I drew Andrew Upshaw that day, and his boat goes floating away. Paul and Nick's boat goes floating away, and he just goes, "Yeah, it's because I don't have those dang fancy power poles." <laughs> like, straight up, like just blew everyone out. I was like, "I like this guy. I'm gonna follow this guy around. Like, let's see what this guy gets." <laughs> That's, That's funny. That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, dude. boys. Uh, do you guys have anything before we sign off here? We're going on almost two and a half hours, so uh, I'm yeah, I gotta go to work. Go. I gotta go to yeah. work. I do want to wanna... say one thing. I can't wait to see Dick Duckett's number one fan in June because he's coming to fish with me for a couple days. Hey, so is really he gonna wear the speedo? I I hope. Is, are so. you guys gonna take the fancy boat? <laughs> no, we're gonna go on my little boat. So I drive that shit up north. No, we're gonna have some fun. So, and then, you gotta uh, go through PA potholes. Yeah, PA potholes. <laughs> yeah, I heard Man. they're pretty bad. Worst but, roads uh, in the U.S., bro. Yep. Bailey, I appreciate Bayman, you having me on tonight. 
Yeah, yeah Bailey, yeah, I, I, I've, I haven't met the three dudes above me right now, so I appreciate you guys putting up with my, with me, you know, being patient. Like, it was good to meet you guys. You're all great <laughs> dudes for sure, just because you're still on here and haven't given me the finger. So, yet. Hey, but if they didn't give you the finger... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to even be able to talk the first ten minutes in this thing. I was really tired. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. You got fired up pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. We start talking about bass fishing again. Hey, Bateman, I want I want you to show me how to catch fish on Bashirs. I've heard Bashirs is a little secret hunting hole. All right. So here's the deal. I've only been on there twice, and it's been with Matt. And this is the kind of guy I am. I respect Matt. I, I know take, he catches them there. <laughs> I would take you, but I will have to go fish completely new water because I'm not going to fish anything that Matt showed me. It's just how I am. Now, we can go try to find some stuff Respect. like he fished, you know, but, dude, it's a great lake. But it got hit by the tornado really bad. Oh, I mean, did it really? Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. that whole town was destroyed. So, but oh. I do want to let you guys know I got to go because I, I got to get ready for work. I got to build some Alucabon, but, uh, I'm going to try a 24-hour stream, like New Year's Eve night or whatnot. So, any of you guys want to jump on, help me make it through the night, you're welcome to join me. We'll see how long I can go. I'm in. I'm yeah. in, boss. Yeah, same. Get the swing for a couple hours. Yeah. So, I'm going to jump off here. Bailey, I appreciate all you guys are awesome, but I, I have a, I had to get back to my blue-collar job and get my lunch pail ready. So. <laughs> Hi, boss. See we'll y'all. See you. Yep. Yeah. Hey, uh, for for you, you know, Andrew, John, Joe. Seriously, I know you get well. You know, all of you guys have contributed to this show. You guys are friends of ours. Uh, we'll continue to be friends of ours. And uh, I just want you guys to know to appreciate you, not only for what you've done for us as friends for the show, but uh, appreciate uh, you guys joining in here tonight. And uh, while it was a wild show, probably the most rated R show we've ever had, uh, it was still a lot of fun. And uh, I hope we can uh, do it again, you know, down the next. road, and hopefully, next. Yeah, we'll have to make this an annual thing. Yeah, just the Christmas annual, party. you know, eighteen and up Christmas party. Thing. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, uh, like I'll say this. Like uh, Deacon said uh, on the Thanksgiving episode, he's like, "Oh, I'm really thankful that my girlfriend lets me hang out with my friends online." <laughs> like, you know, like we finish an episode like today where we were all allowed to like kind of cut loose a little and. It was different than we normally do stuff because it's like normally very regimented and Bailey like keeps us on track. And for us to like tangent a little and talk about like, I feel like I let out a little frustration, you know, like the holiday season is very stressful. And like to be able to just kind of like laugh that hard about fishing stuff, which you normally only get to do at like weigh in after you did well. Like, I don't know. That just felt good felt real good so thanks for for organizing it and letting me be a part of it man hell yeah cool yeah hell if you uh if you want to keep feeling good slide into my dms and i'll help you <laughs> 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 leave it to john to close us out <laughs> and on that note <laughs> yeah thanks for having us man yeah, yeah anytime y'all always everyone that was uh on this show you know kev zach you know, all you guys that joined us and, uh, you know, give that for just about every guest we've had in the show. Everyone should know that uh, you have a seat on this show. Uh, we appreciate all you guys. And, uh, you know, Deacon, Andy, 
that's about all I got for for tonight. Other than uh, I appreciate everybody. We'll uh, we'll try to have a fishing video up the rest of this week. But other than that, we're taking the uh, the holidays off here, and uh, we'll try to come back with Monday Night Live next week. But if you guys don't have anything, and we'll uh, we'll close it out here. Uh, the only thing I I may have is let me check real quick. Um, see the bears. Should we close form? it out before he has yeah, a chance? Get ready to black it out. <laughs> oh fuck! Seventeen to three. Screw the bears. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> Deacon, anything, boss? No, man. This was fun. This is a good time, man. Cool. Well, for folks, uh, if you guys, you know, for folks that are still watching on YouTube right now or Facebook, appreciate you guys. And folks that are still listening on any MP3 platform, you guys are the real ones. We appreciate you, and we'll see you guys next week. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can, and your app allows it please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Searsanga fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.